Hey guys, Adam Robitel here, director of Escape Room and uh, the taking of Deborah Logan, and you are listening to Three Guys That Horror. Professor Philip Goodman. My job is to explain the unexplainable, untangle the truth from the fiction. You don't have to have your life ruled by superstitious fear. Mr. Goodman, everything you have spent a lifetime trying to debunk the supernatural. It's all true. Three cases I couldn't explain. You Things are not. Things are not always as they seem. Tell me about your incident. You don't believe, dear. Hello? I don't want people looking at me and thinking that I'm mad. Because I know what I saw. No, 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 no. Do you believe in evil, Professor? I didn't. Until that night. Maria? Science. I know you're still there. The spirit. I understand how easy it is to get confused. Don't let thoughts get into your head, mate. Everything is exactly as it seems. You don't know everything. I don't like it. <laughs> the brain sees what it wants to see. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Three Guys That Horror, episode number 85. Uh, this episode will be reviewing ghost stories, and be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode because we did an awesome interview with Trent Redicop who played Gabe from the new Child's Play remake. All right, Steve, so let's go ahead and start off with emails and social medias. All right, guys. Uh, so we like to get questions, and you can email us at threeguysthathorror at gmail.com. That is the number three. We did get an email. This one's actually from last week, uh, but I missed it, so we're going to do it this week. So let's talk about... Uh, so it comes from Eric from Symbiotically Geeky. He says, "Eric, Eric is destroying me in our challenge right now." But continue. <laughs> what challenge? The reading. How many books can you read in a oh. year? Yeah. yeah, he started beating me like the second week of January. Yeah, last year I fucking killed him, but this time he's tell him ugh. tell him pen, penthouse form doesn't count. <laughs> Um, so he says, with uh, Texas Fright Night tickets going on sale, I guess it was last week now, do you think they dropped the ball with their first guest announcement? If I remember correctly, the first announcement in the last year was Robert England, Virginia Madsen, while cool in her own right, isn't quite on the same level. She does a decent amount of horror for credits, though. So what do you guys think about that first guest announcement? I mean, yeah, it's not... Super exciting, but they also so they announced three guests um, f- for their opening uh, day, and they announced 
uh, Virginia Matson, Tony Todd, and obviously the big one, Clive Barker. But Clive Barker was just there, yeah. like, literally, like, what, two years ago? So, you know, if you go every year, it's nothing, like, super exciting or anything. But Clive Barker's a huge name, so you, you can't spit on Clive Barker. But no. um, So, I mean, I would say, but for Virginia Matson being the first guest, definitely not super exciting. Um, but, you know, a, a decent star. But, I mean, nothing I'm excited. Nothing I'm ready to jump on the plane and go to Texas Fight Me right now for. But I, I'm sure, I mean, it's, it's still, like, nine months out, so I'm sure there'll be a lot more to come well but do you think they maybe changed it this year of having no offense not the so like oh shit i gotta buy a ticket right fucking now because everyone's already going like each yeah year i mean it doesn't even matter so it's, it's so like, big now let's start from least to yeah. greatest maybe yeah we'll see i mean because last year they announced i think tim curry and like robert england in the same like, day and that's that? like yeah i mean <laughs> so all, i mean i don't know how much better you can get than last year because they had some really big guns there out there last year um so i think this year won't compare have really, there been any talks of like i know i haven't heard like any rumblings yeah. about like who they might get or who they could get but yeah we'll see like i said i mean you know we booked a room but we're not like 100% going. We just booked it just in case we do decide to go, but right now, based on those three announcements, I, I don't, like, care to jump on a plane and spend a, money, a bunch of money to go. Cool. Todd? Nah, I mean, I'm not really into TFW anymore. Alright. Um, speaking of Virginia Madsen, he also asked, what is your favorite Virginia Madsen horror movie that isn't Candyman? She was in Zombie High, The Prophecy, The Haunting, The Haunting of Connecticut, Better Watch Out, and the recent Swamp Thing season, to name a few. Wow. Thank you so much for including those, because my brain <laughs> yes. definitely needs to be reminded. I don't remember her in Better Watch Out, but I fucking loved that movie. That's the one with the the Christmas one, right? The Christmas horror movie? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, that was. I, I don't remember. I don't her remember. She either. must have played the like mom or something. I know, it's been. Sure. Yeah, we, we did just watch it. Um, I did enjoy The Haunting of Connecticut. I remember seeing that in the theater. I, I remember like liking it at the time, but I feel like if I went back and watched it now, I might not like it as much as I did. Well, let's just face it off. Of the first <laughs> okay. <watch. laughs> I'm trying to look at her filmography here. So if you have something, Steve. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm a big Christmas fan. So anytime you have horror and Christmas together, I got to mm-hmm. pick it. So better watch out. It's, I, I didn't really think I would like it going in, but I really ended up loving it. So it's now on my I have to watch every year uh, Christmas list. So it's uh, that'd probably be my pick for her. I'm gonna go off the cuff here and go uh, Red Riding Hood, 2011. That was actually pretty good. Was it? I, I've, I've never, never seen it. I've never seen it either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a surprising. It's got Gary Oldman in it. That's cool. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. I'd I'd recommend that one. Huh. Yeah. Um, and then his final question. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Joe because Sam and Todd and I uh, talked about it a lot last week. What would you like them to go with for Stre- Stranger Things Season 4? So, Joey, you were sick last week. You didn't talk about it. Uh, maybe give us your thoughts on Stranger Things Season 3 and where you think they're going to go in Season 4. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I really dug. I, I listened to your episode, too. Great episode, guys. Um, I might be a little biased there, but <laughs> I thought it was a really enjoyable, great episode. Um, and I, I definitely missed being on it. Um, but yeah, uh, I overall really enjoyed um, season three. Um, I don't, I disagree with you guys. I did not think it was the best season. I still think season one was the best. 
Um, but I did really enjoy um, season three. Um, it started a little yeah, slow, but it really picked up like the last few episodes. Um, one thing I, you guys didn't mention was the monster. Like it had a strong feeling of the thing meets the blob, which I thought was yeah. like really, really cool. Um, things I disliked about it, I really did not like Erica, which I think you guys did mention in uh, it. Terrible. Um, she was like super just annoying and cringy and I mean I understood what they were going for and I guess maybe what? like well I mean the movie isn't completely totally for adults it, it, it's definitely like a young it's like no it's for our age group <laughs> it's for adults but it's also for young adults yeah. as well um cuz it's not like super yeah. violent or anything I mean do your kids watch it Todd Nah it's got nah. sex in it Okay no sex. I, mean, I think three inches fairly, <laughs> i think it's fairly tame so i could see kids watching it so i guess that's like they kind of put her character in it um i loved the 80s stuff besides the never-ending story scene i mm-hmm. i fucking hated that joe scene. but you were rocking with the vibe okay i i, I love no i mean i love the never-ending story i love that movie so when i hear the song i'm like okay but that it just did not work at all it it was supposed to be a super serious moment in the show, and it totally was out of place. Um, I think Todd mentioned it. Um, they should have put it in another episode or somewhere earlier on. Um, I thought it was just the complete wrong time for it, uh, and it just like really killed what could have been, I think, a memorable and great scene for me. Um, but other than that, yeah, really enjoyable. Uh, I loved Billy. I loved Billy's arc in this mo- in this episode, in this series. Um, I loved everything. Hopper was great in it. Alexi was amazing. I was super sad. He was, like, easily the saddest death um, in the season. Uh, um, Hopper is obviously still alive. He is clearly... They're not going to kill him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a great, like, coming-of-age season. Um, you really, like could relate with you know the i guess them hitting puberty and all like the awkwardness that comes with that so yeah it was it was really really enjoyable and just like all of the 80s stuff worked um love seeing the tribute to uh was it day of the dead right yeah Uh, in the in the opening episode that was fantastic that movie theater scene um a lot of callbacks to back to the future which i heard you guys mention yeah what do you think about that I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know you guys a mentioned you think it there. might. No, I mean, I was fine with it. I know you guys mentioned maybe, like, they did it so much it might, like, come back. I don't know if it will. I, I mean, the the whole episode was kind of just, like, a love song or, like, a love, like, just, like, a love tribute to the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, did they go a little too heavy-handed with some of the 80s stuff? Maybe, but... I, I dug it. The mall stuff was all great, and the characters were all great. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a solid season. I, I would give it an, an 8 out of 10, personally. Um, as far as season 4, I keep hearing people say that this is going to be the final season, but I haven't, like, read, like, an official release. Is that, like, an official thing, or is that just rumored? I haven't seen anything official. I just hear it, people commenting about it. Yeah. Have you guys, like, is it right. an official thing? I don't think anything's official um, for it or against yet. Okay. Um. I mean, Steve, you're muted. I don't know if you've said anything or not. Yeah. No. Was, I, I was just gonna say uh, there there are definitely strong rumblings, and I think the directors, like the the two guys who wrote it and directed, it, said something about it. 
but they didn't put it in stone. It's not like they're like, this is definitely the last season. And like okay. I said last week, I think with the Netflix kind of having troubles right now and having heavy competition coming into play the next year, I think they might extend this show a little bit longer than expected. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so what would I like to see in season four? Um, I think they definitely need to change it up because all three seasons have been, like, super similar. Like, I mean, how many times can you do the whole, you know, and it looks, honestly, it kind of looks like they're probably going to do it again for season four, introducing the Demogorgon thing back again uh, at the end of the show. But I hope they do something a little different and change it up. Uh, You know, you can only have the same thing over and over again before it's just like, okay, so... We'll see, but yeah, I, I dug the season. I, I would rank it, you know, as the second best season, with season two being the worst, um, for sure. Season two is the worst, Joe. Yes, season one being the best. Season two, I will. I mean, I'll admit it. Let's see, hear I, that horror confession. I, horror confession. I did not finish season two just because I I thought it was terrible, and I I watched, me and Sam watched a recap um, before we, because I was just like, I really don't care to finish season two. I heard nothing but bad things about it, and I made it halfway through, and I was like, you know, whatever, so. Did you watch the 80s episode, or the punk episode? I think so. I I got like halfway in, but it was just a really bad, bad season. Uh, uh, But yeah, so yeah, but yeah, great season, and I'm excited to see what they do. Cool. Uh, so that was all the emails that we got. So let's head over to some of the social media. Uh, this one comes from Horror with Sir Sturdy on Facebook. He says, love the show. Keep up the great work. What do you guys think of Quentin Tarantino wanting his last movie to be a horror film? I would love that. Um, and so is his last movie does that mean he's not like he's got one more in him and then he wants uh, to like retire or something he or? said he's gonna stop at 10 <laughs> 10 movies a, a while ago but he also said that he doesn't know if it's gonna be a horror movie yet and he has to have a, a good story to commit to that right i mean obviously i'm all for it um the dude he's the dude is a horror fan i mean he starred in uh from dusk till dawn there and he's always had like horror undertones in a lot of his movies and stuff so i mean i think he would kill it Obviously, I I haven't seen a Tarantino movie yet. I didn't like, so I mean, everything he touches to me is pretty much gold. So I, I would I would love yeah. it. And he did he did do Death Proof, and he did Grindhouse when that came out. That's uh, right, so yep. two film feature. You didn't like, like Death Proof? No, man. Kurt Russell was like crying, and that it was big turn off. I love I, I liked Planet Terror better, but I did like Death Proof as well. I thought it was the weaker of the two, but that w- I mean I didn't really did you I didn't really consider that a horror movie though. No, it wasn't very horror. It was yeah, uh, yeah. It was good though. Yeah, so that, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, Sam, what do you think? Tarantino doing a horror movie next? Possibly. Oh, I'm excited for it. Why are you looking at me like that? Is everyone shitting on it? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just joined back to the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that I'm excited about, if he does end up doing this, is that when he does a genre film, he tends to go really all out with that genre. Like he's done with kung fu films with Kill Bill, or he's done with the westerns. Um, you know, he just, he really studies the genre. He goes after really deep cuts and tries to kind of honor those deep cuts. And I think if he really dedicated himself to a horror film, it could be a pretty awesome 
film. So you know, I, I'd rather him do Star Trek if we're being honest here over a horror movie because I think he can oh, get. I think he can get more. Not, so stop. <laughs> Sam, can you excuse yourself? Um, <laughs> I think we can get more out of his style better in a Star Trek than we could a horror. To be honest, I don't know if like his like dialogue would fit better in a horror movie over like a Star Trek thing. I just imagine like freaking Star Trek people be like motherfucking Klingons and shit. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, I would be down for anything he does next. But I mean, I think a horror movie would definitely be interesting. So he is know. doing one for sure. No, not for sure. Oh, he said no. he just. There was a report that came out. He did an interview and he said he would like to do like a horror to. movie, okay. but nothing definitive. Okay, yeah. yeah. He he won't retire. I don't. I don't think. He no, will. hell no. I don't think he will either. But I don't know if, if there's anyone that would do it. It would probably be him. Honestly, if he's like I'm doing ten and that's it, I could see him doing it. But I don't know. He, he loves film so much. Um so I don't know. I could, I don't think I could see him stepping away unless he just decides to produce everything and doesn't direct it. But we shall see. Right. Um, another question that he has is: What are your thoughts on Tales from the Hood three announcements? <laughs> the only thing I liked about part two was the fly ass jacket in the second story. Uh, I haven't seen part two yet, just because I heard it was complete dog shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I can't really speak too much on it, but. Uh, Part three? I mean, sure. I mean, I'll if I hear good things. I don't think I'd go and watch it right off the bat, but if I hear good things about it, uh, I'll give it a shot. Um, I tried. I did try to watch a little bit of part two. I made it like five minutes in, and I saw the title screen, and it was like, oh no, and it looked like a like a nineties like <laughs> uh, like skull from like your Windows ninety five computer like throw like <laughs> jumping out, and I was just like, oh no, and I just shut it I off. I thought right you finished that. everything though. No, I never finished Tales from the Hood too. Um, it was, it was, but it just seemed terrible. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, hey, if they can do something better with Part Three, sure, I'll, I'll give it a try. Tom, um, yeah, I mean, I'm with Joe, hundred percent. I haven't seen two, one. I haven't seen since. Well, I saw it like two years ago. But I'll try anything. Um, after you go, Steve, I'd like to know. What everyone's Tarantino favorite Tarantino film is, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, I feel the same as you guys, so I won't even uh, say more. But uh, Tales from the Hood one was great, though. It was, yeah. Tales from the Hood one was awesome, and it still holds up. I was gonna say it's been a while since I've seen it. It still holds up, and it's actually still like super politically relevant today. You got the the racist (laughs) white cops. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, all right. right. Favorite Tarantino. Yeah, favorite Go Tarantino for movie. Uh, for me, it's Pulp Fiction. I, I think it's one. It's it's actually my top five movies of all time. So I just adore that movie. But I'm going to give a shout out to Reservoir Dogs. When I mm. studied film in college, uh, I used that script as a template for writing my own scripts because it's so well written and well made that uh, I just, I like. That's how I modeled all my scripts after is the Reservoir Dogs one. So shout out to that one. But Pulp Fiction is better. I have a question for you, Steve. Yes. What's Marcellus Wallace look like? <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> I don't know, big black. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? Sam, Joe, what's your favorite one? Um, well, I guess I'm gonna have to go with Natural Born Killers because he I didn't love... di- he didn't direct he it. Didn't? He wrote no. it. He wrote it though, but it, it's Tarantino like all over it though. Okay, I guess I'll just leave. <laughs> no, Dri- no, Dri- no, a lot of people a lot of people say it. I mean, he wrote it so. Fine, I'll just fucking pick from dusk till dawn. 
He, didn't he wrote, wrote that, that one either. too. <laughs> he wrote that too. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> oh shit, Joe. Um, I am going to go. Ah, uh, so probably Reservoir Dogs, but uh, close second. Uh, close second would probably be. It's really tough between. I would go between Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards, but uh, favorite is definitely Reservoir Dogs. Uh, what about what is it? Grateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight was solid. Hateful Eight. Yeah. Hateful Eight well, was solid too. I like I said, I've liked all of his movies. I would say his weakest, honestly, though, are, are the Kill Bill. The really? two Kill Bill. I think those are his it? weakest. I think Kill Bill I mean, Two specifically is his weakest. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Kill I'll Bill just, One. I mean, I like them. They're still good movies, but I just think compared to all of his other Everything stuff, else. it's his weakest. Yeah. And we still haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm so I'm super excited that. to see it though. Yeah. I've heard that one's pretty weak, but I haven't seen it yet either. But um, my favorite is Bastards, man, because I just the the first scene alone is like amazing. He and didn't then, direct that song. Uh, yes, he did. Sorry. <laughs> that scene, that pipe down. scene is amazing. <laughs> that one, and then the one where in the bar where it's like a fifteen minute scene, and they're playing yeah. the uh, card game. It's just it's really good. Love that movie. But yeah. all right, Steve. Yeah, I actually uh, that first scene in Glorious Bastards, I would say is the best acted scene I've ever seen in any film. So yeah. that's how how much I love that scene. And if, I don't know if you ever guys saw this. Uh, he directed an episode, a two-part episode of CSI uh, Las Vegas. And wow, if you guys random. ever get a chance to see that, it's like one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. It's really, oh, wow. really good. Is so, it? Is it? Uh, did he write the scripts too? Yeah, yeah, he wrote it, directed it. And that's pretty it, cool. It, I mean, it, it reeks of him. But it's totally a Tarantino uh vibe to it but it's a very very good episode it's about one of the csis gets buried alive and the other ones are kind of have to rush to get uh to know where he is and it's just super well done if ever you get a chance to see it i'd highly recommend it sweet what about uh, all right uh, i know hold on i know uh todd said his worst tarantino movie what do you guys think is your worst his worst i don't fucking know anything about tarantino (laughs) so i'm out of this combo But seriously, <laughs> um, uh, for me, it would probably be uh, you know, as much as I liked it, it, it might be death proof. Okay, yeah, yeah. fair enough. I, actually, I would probably agree with that. It's between that and Kill Bill too for me. Oh, I, I wasn't even considering death proof. Yeah, I'll do death proof as well. Yeah, yeah. You, right. you know, what's, uh, sorry, Steve. You okay. know, it's really underrated. Is Foxy Brown? That's a really good one. Uh, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah one. Jack, Jackie Brown is a good one, for sure. Yeah, uh, And then he finished it off with a... We don't really need to know about this, but he says something about Todd being right about Spider-Man 3, so we're not going <laughs> to talk about that. Who was that, Eric? So, no, this was uh, Horror with Sir Sturdy. Nice, dude. See? People are coming out. You guys, can, you guys can intimidate them. I guess there's a lot of people with terrible taste out there. I don't even remember there. 3. I just know Todd said it had Toby in it. That's all I remember. I got, that's, all three of those ones got Toby in them. Well, I know, but because I was thinking it was the one with Andrew. No, Andrew I has the lizard. I didn't how many there fucking were. There's a lot. Apparently. We just need more nickel. Um, we needed more nickel back in the soundtrack, though. That's that's true. Yeah, that would have helped it for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the last the last uh, question we got on social media was on Twitter. Comes from Jedi Mind twelve oh seven. Oh no, I know uh, where this says, is going. Yeah, <laughs> says dear, dear Todd. Fuck you, Wanda. You're my, you're my <laughs> friend. I love you, but Spider Man three was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says I'd rather watch Gollum. 
<laughs> dear, oh, dear, dear Mondo, you like The Last Jedi, so your point is invalid. The Last Jedi sucked, too. <laughs> funny. Mondo replies to one of my Insta stories with his name. I was like, hey, I recognize your username. <laughs> See, did you like The Last yeah, Jedi? So- uh, I, I liked it. I was disappointed, but I'd say overall, I liked it. Yes. Okay. Just cut. I um, think they cut the whole Finn storyline. Then we would have been way better. Yeah. Oh, that, that 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 was yeah. That was just completely unnecessary. Yeah. Get get rid of Rose too. While we're at it. Yeah. That whole that whole subplot was just. Love's gonna either. keep us together. <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> Hey, it's better than um, fucking Sandman saying I forgive you at the end of Spider-Man 3. So. Well, at least that makes sense. <laughs> it makes more sense of freaking Leia being freaking Mary Poppins. Um, so he says, in regards to your last episode, Stranger Things, when the, Freds had, when the friends had to say goodbye, that's how I felt when you left the state, talking to Todd again. So. <laughs> uh, but he does have questions as well. He says... What do you guys think about this LeBron James Friday the 13th revival? I, I had not heard about that. Did you guys hear about this? I heard like... Yeah, it's kind of old. It's like old news. Yeah. Uh, I heard about it like a few Nothing months since. ago, and I haven't heard anything since. But I just heard he was like interested... His production company was interested. But nothing's going to happen anyway until this lawsuit is done and over with, which it doesn't seem like it's fucking going to be done and over with anytime soon. No, they just appealed again, so now it's going to restart. Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Now it's official that Michael Myers will have 13 movies before Jason. So yeah. he, he beat him. He beat our boy Jason um, in 13 movies. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Who's clapping? Is that Sam? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Those balls hit the table. That's my balls hit the table. Yeah. That, that's, that was hurt. <laughs> Turns me on. Do you ever do uh, the? Do you ever do uh, the? He the, also the, says, "Hold on." Do you, do you ever, I'm scared. <laughs> no, <go> ahead, <laughs> no, 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 Joe. Do you ever do the wiener flop at Sam to make it like the slap noise? I don't even know what that. No, means. he's not close. I'll, I'll send you a video. I'll send you a video. Okay. <laughs> I'll do some research on this. <laughs> We're gonna oh hit uh, for a sound <laughs> clip right now. <laughs> <laughs> Insert porn clip. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, with the movie now in theaters, have you guys read the scary story novels? Oh I, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I've read all of them. Um, I remember the first one the best, but yeah, I've read them all. I haven't read like any of them in a while. Actually, yeah, me and Sam, we it, sat in bed one night and read they some were fucking of, scary. Yeah, part one. Like, I read them out loud to her. He and, was good. Yeah. I, like, jumped a lot. I was like, shit, I forgot how fucking scary these were. But yeah, they're, they're I mean, they're just super fun, like, you know, couple-page stories at the most. So yeah, they're, it's good fun. Look them up online. Read them to your kids. Yeah. Like, can Joe Which, read them to us? Oh, can you have like a Joe we'll reading do, segment? Really I'll do, we'll do a whole bonus. We'll do a whole bonus episode with just me reading. We should do a little segment. Stories. Joe Joe's yeah. tale tells from <laughs> Joe. We'll do it when I'll we review that. it. Yeah, I'll do it when we do our scary stories episode. I'll read right, it for you guys. I'll pick because there was one really. Sweet. Yeah, it's actually reviewing really well. So I'm psyched to see. I'm seeing it. Uh, it is. Do, That's exciting. 
in two days, and I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and his last question is, have Joe and Sam ever been to Devil Church in Salem? Ooh. Uh, we have. We have oh, the Satanic yeah. Temple. Yeah, we've been to the Satanic Temple. Yeah, it's uh, actually really cool. Um, it's, it's not what you would expect. It's ma- It's mostly an art gallery. Oh, they have, like, a lot of, like, dark art pieces and, like, s- statues of, like, not even of Satan. I mean, there is some Satan Satanic stuff in there um yeah. well it depends what theme they're doing during a certain time right too um uh, but yeah i mean it's like super like the people are it's, nice there it's super small like it's not yeah. very big um it's just like a couple rooms and there's some like crazy like artwork on the wall and stuff but the biggest attraction is they have mm-hmm. um a massive statue of uh baphomet um who is like kind of you know their i guess jesus for lack of a better term um but yeah, it's uh, it was actually um, given to them because there was a huge um, thing that they wanted to put this statue in like Arkansas mm-hmm. or something next to a religious statue, and there was a huge lawsuits and stuff like that. So it's being housed here at the Satanic Temple in Salem. Um, but it's I mean you could probably Google it. It's yeah. a massive statue of Baphomet, it's and beautiful. there's uh, two children on each side of them. It's actually really amazing and cool looking statue um so i definitely highly recommend and they um, just got Googling the approval it and, to become a church yes they did yeah they they did that like as kind of like a fuck you to yeah, organize religion um, that's some that's some heathen shit right there <laughs> yeah fucking heathens well, I mean, they say, like if you look it up they say it's not the devil like how people think that it is so. yeah they're kind of like atheists um in a way that, like they don't believe in anything sort of thing um but you can look that all up. Uh, I, I mean, I could be totally wrong, but from what I've read, they're kind of, they're kind of like an anti-religion. Mainly is kind of what they're. So like a, so on. like a edgy emo. <laughs> religion. Oh, no. It's religion. Oh, you're gonna cool. get another fucking hex on you, your uh, host, man. I got, these- I got fucking, I got Jesus on my back, dude. <laughs> Throw a lightning right. bolt at you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, we've been there. It's, it's interesting. It's cool. You don't need to be like a satanic no, person or anything all. like that to go and visit it. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, they're not yeah. throwing blood on you or anything. They're really no. respectful. and Yeah. Do they have a wax museum for, like, chamber no, of horrors and stuff? No, there's plenty of those in Salem. Ooh, really cool. cheesy, shitty ones. Uh, <laughs> there's Salem is, like, 80% tourist traps and, like, 20% good stuff. So <laughs> just be expecting that when you come to Salem, folks. Um, but there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff but there's also a lot of tourist traps does, does salem constantly have like a couple cosplayers walking around like in, as witches and stuff um not all the time but like you'll like, like at a lot of this uh, all yeah during the summer and stuff like you'll see the guy a guy dressed like jason he's out pretty much every weekend and there's a guy dressed like frankenstein's monster that's out every, the witch. every single weekend yeah salem satan Yep, yep. There's a, yeah. There's quite a few um, cosplayers mm-hmm. that um, lie in the streets. Um, not obviously during the winter time, but once the weather starts picking up and stuff, we've seen them more out there this summer. And then obviously once September, October picks up, you'll see them a lot. But uh, actually, during the winter, we did during special events in the winter, they they they'll pop up. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's always some sort of horror, or spooky thing going on. So yeah. Alrighty then, and that's that's it for social medias. So, Sam, you want to take it away, uh, Sister Sam, with uh, oh, horror confessions? Right. Our new segment. Okay, well, we're not, I'm not fucking getting religious with it, so <laughs> you can cut that sister shit out. <laughs> All right, guys. 
You are now worshiping the devil. No, okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. Give all the sex packs in hell. Let me. Let me. That's pretty good. <laughs> Is that what Sam says? Guys, <laughs> <laughs> uh. so horror confession. Let's go. Um, thanks to everyone who sent them in. I'll keep your name anonymous because some of them are quite embarrassing. Oh, juicy. Right, do you want to describe, like, explain what the hard this hard confessions is about? Well, I mean, we're just gonna kind of see how it goes. But I had an idea of like, because there, there's some things that I confess to Joe, and I'm like, don't you fucking dare judge me. But here's my confession. And there's some things that he'll say to me, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to. I'm going to expose you to everyone. Are we um, doing the guessing game first, Sam, or are we doing it? I'm going to do the guessing game after, I think. Okay. But we can kind of switch it up and see how it goes. Um, so if you guys are interested in uh, having us read your confessions, um, we'll do a post each time we want to do this segment and kind of see how it goes. All right. So first confession is I always say, that A24 has no movies that I like, but Green Room is pretty badass. Uh, Green Room is amazing. That is amazing, but okay. Say his name. Who said that? No, I'm not exposing him. We're, we're not allowed to expose him? I thought that was a point. No, it's called Horror Confessions. Uh, are you going to absolve him? I mean, I'm open to saying their names, but maybe they don't want me to. All right. Well, if I know who it is, I'm calling him out. I'll tell you after. All right. Okay. Steve, do you have any judgments on that? So, if I understood correctly, he doesn't like A24 films? Yes. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the confession right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, hopefully the lighthouse changes that because it looks awesome, so. Yeah. Yes. Can I speak on the yep. lighthouse really quick? Because I didn't get to talk about it last episode. It looks fucking amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, I think it could be better than The Witch, which is like one of my favorite horror movies of all time. But what I'm really disappointed in is that no one during the discussion Don't. of Stop. this trailer gave a why just spill your beans little explanation <laughs> why'd you spill your beans uh yeah it looks fucking awesome i cannot wait uh willem dafoe and robert pattinson to get, look like they're gonna bring out some fucking amazing performances and like just based on like the earlier reviews like people are saying it's fucking like intense and amazing That's i think it's i think it's already sit i think it's like sitting at like 100 percent right now on like 25 reviews or something like that so um yeah i'm super super so, excited so so joe if you like this movie better than the witch are you gonna put robert pattinson's face on your other leg i may oh, i may have, I may have to. as edward yeah. though <laughs> i'll have a sparkling Sparkles. like a lighthouse in the background yeah yeah no, no yeah i'm super excited about it um Man, Eggers just, the dude just, he, attention to detail, man. Like, with The Witch, he built the whole set with, like, tools that were only available during that time frame. And then with this movie, The Lighthouse, he shot with cameras from, like, that time frame, like, on, like, film in black, like, that black and white. Like, because you can see in the trailer, the aspect ratio is, like, weird. Like, it's not, like, a full screen. So, like, yeah, I mean, it just, the dude 
it just—he's a filmmaker, and it looks fucking. It show, you can tell it fucking looks awesome. It's good to be good. Hell yeah! A twenty four rules. Yeah. Said that. Him and him and Ar- uh, him and Ari like the the new guys. Yeah, definitely. I think. I mean, obviously, right now, I I would say Eggers and. I mean, Eggers only done one movie, but it was a to me it was a masterpiece. So I mean, I think Aster and Eggers are the two best hard directors going right now. With Jordan Peele, not too far behind, but uh, you uh, know, us is a little lacking. Yeah, I, I still uh, dug it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're the three best going right now, and you know, we'll see who's going to be up and coming. I'm sure that we'll someone else will jump in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just said that because I want to get Sam going, but she didn't respond. So, <laughs> what did you want me to get going about? Tom? How long did you get heated and be like, "No, it's amazing" or whatever? About us? Uh huh. About me and you, not the movie. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think Get Out was better for sure. Oh yeah. I still I dug us. Yeah, I love. I fucking love Get Out. I can't yeah. say that enough. Oh, a little bit of hard news. They're doing Get Out and Us Funko Pops. So if you're into yeah. Funko. I actually might I'm pick still these. Not doing it. I'm not a big Funko guy, obviously anymore. But the fact, like, I don't think you'll ever see like Get Out or Us, like anything else. So yes, I might, will. I, I might pick you. something up. Are they doing Chris sitting in the chair with his eyes open? Yes. Ooh, they are, are, that's actually. I like that. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a Chris Funko Pop sitting in the chair, and I think there's like a tear coming down, oh, with tears coming cool. down his eyes. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I'll eat that tear. Oh. <laughs> Okay, back to horror confessions. <laughs> this is serious. Okay. Can you play the? Who I wants know. To be I a millionaire. I'm gonna get a little play sound. The who wants to a be a sound bite next time? Talk, can you add in the Who wants to be a millionaire music? <laughs> I'll do like a vi- sad violin or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. All right, next horror confession. I didn't care for The Shining. It was boring oh and too long for me. And I don't like gremlins. Ooh, oh my god, dang, that's nuts! <laughs> A- you A- don't like gremlins uh, more than shining? My goodness! A twenty four was know. just. I don't want at least people's names. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> the A twenty four was just like a uh, whatever. But dang, yeah, shining I, and gremlins. I, I just see the A twenty four in a way because it's definitely an acquired taste. I feel like with yeah. A twenty, I could see people not liking A twenty four movies because they are like a lot of mainly slow burns, and some people just aren't into that style. Yeah. Though, but. Shining and Gremlins, like yep, you gotta like at least one of those. One of them, right? Yeah. Gremlins is fun. I mean, <laughs> I love The Shining too, but I'm like, if you're gonna, yeah. you don't like Gremlins, you just don't like fun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of The Shining, uh, finished Doctor Sleep and it's pretty damn good. So I'm looking forward to the book or to the movie. Um, awesome. Yep. Cool. Steve read it, I think, right, Steve? No, I did not. Oh, but, no. Or a confession. <laughs> <laughs> I think you like it, Steve. Yeah, I'm, I'm really psyched, really psyched for it. So I like Stephen King. I've read some of his books, but that one's not one thing. All right. All right, next, horror confession. I haven't seen any Nightmare on Elm Street movies besides one and three since I was a little kid and have no memory, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, that's not too bad. I don't think that's like, too bad. Yeah. Like, I get it. You don't want to go back and... yeah. One and three are the best ones, so everything else after so that just kind of everything else after that wasn't that great. Part four is probably the next best one, um, but yeah, that one's not too bad. At least you watched one and three. Yeah, at least you know what the, <laughs> the <laughs> what three. it's called. Yeah. Okay. I think the Universal Monster movies are. Stop it. 
boring. <sighs> okay, but which ones did you watch? <laughs> yeah, like the mummy's boring. I'll, I'll give the them that. Yeah. Super boring. But like yeah. Frankenstein's amazing. Like that's just a phenomenal film. So, man, that's a rough one. Yeah, I mean, they're without them. Without them, there wouldn't be horror movies. Like they're, yeah. you know, they kind of started it all. I mean, obviously, you get like Nosferatu and shit, but they they're what brought like horror like in the mainstream mm-hmm. into life. So, pay respect. Come on. Wolfman's a funny movie too. Like it's legit funny. Yeah, I haven't seen man because he's such a creeper. What what would who do you think is the weakest Universal monster? Oh, the Mummy easily. If we're going by like part ones, the Mummy or Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Yeah. Yeah, but at least that's kind of like a cool. I mean, different kind of thing. People are like, I don't remember him. What about the Invisible Man with Chevy Chase? (laughs) Is that a thing? (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing. (laughs) Wow. I think it's like a comedy. Have you seen that one, Steve? Yeah, Memoirs of Invisible Man. Yeah. Right. Hell yeah. I was a big Chevy Chase fan in the nineties, so that and like Fletch and stuff like that. I love that stuff. Yes. Oh, He's gonna fun. Chevy Chase is doing a con around us uh in November. Oh, really? I, I kinda I kinda wanna meet him. It's they're doing it's a full uh original National Lampoon vacation reunion. They have the whole family is gonna be there. And they're doing like a photo op with the four of them. He's got what's his face? The uh, son? Yeah, it's got yeah, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, oh, cool. uh, Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and whoever played uh, fucking and it, what's her I had face? a huge crush on the mom when growing up. Hell yeah, yeah Beverly D'Angelo Ooh. was a fox back yeah. in her day. Yeah, she gets naked in European vacation. I know. I was just gonna mention that 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 scene yeah. where she's in the tub and that Hell dude's yeah. like walking in on her, like, <laughs> oh man. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, John Carpenter directed *Memoirs of an Invisible Man*. Oh wow! Did he really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Holy shit! How random! I did not know that. That movie yeah. ruled. That movie was funny though. I remember it was. It was a pretty good. It was a pretty solid one. I, I mean, I haven't I seen also, it. In I years, know. I think but, it's been forever. Yeah. I was also going to ask: Is Randy Quaid going to be there? Because <laughs> I thought he was like. He's like. I think he was stuck, stuck he, in Canada or something. Yeah. Like, he was really? supposed to be at uh, a con we were going to, Monster Mania, and he, they, like, didn't know he was going to show up until, like, halfway through the con. They're just like, he's, like, stuck at the border, and they won't let him in or whatever. So, yeah, Are you I serious, Clark? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just the uh, OG four of them are going to be there. I think Chase and Chevy Chase is charging, like, 120 for his auto. Fuck that, dude. And That's too much. What is he, like, 65, 70 now? Yeah, probably. Ridiculous. And uh, next week, John Travolta is doing Boston Fan Expo here. That's cool. They just they announced yeah, he's that. Doing, he's doing a Toronto, Toronto Fan Expo in two weeks. He is, going, yeah. So. Cool yeah, if that, you're into Scientology. <laughs> that dude looks like a android. I can't wait for the Fanatic, though. We definitely get to review that for the, for yeah, the pod. Definitely. Yeah. You don't like Scientology, Sam, but you'll go to a Satanist museum? <laughs> Fair point. Hey, Scientologists just want you for your money. That's true. There's a Scientology... Uh, church near me is the first time I ever saw. Really? I don't yeah, know if they call yeah. them churches or not, but there's a center, yeah, I guess. Church of Scientology. Well, you mm-hmm. we better watch out, Todd, because they're spying on Have you me. seen that Leah Remini show it's great about show. it? No. I mean, I'm, pretty I'm the, interesting. I'm the kind of person that's like, I don't really care if you like Satan or Jesus or whatever, as long as you're not a dickhead. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Okay, moving along. There's a few more. Let's hear them. I have yet to see 
any of the Jaws movies. Oh, so fuck that guy, dude. Wait, wait, we're not done. <laughs> Even though I own the first two. Oh, wow. You're doing yourself a disservice. Jaws 1 is yeah, a perfect it's movie. It's like one of the best horror movies of all time. Wow. Smile, well, you son of a bitch. It? Did you just get them for Insta photos or something? <laughs> I mean, they probably just bought it and just like had, haven't had the desire right. to pop it in yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, that happens to me sometimes. I'll like have a movie and I'm like, I really want to watch it, but like, it's just like the effort of like putting it on. But it's would just, it like, be Jaws, though? Oh, hell, I mean, Jaws yeah. is amazing. I mean, some people just don't know what they're missing on. Yeah, that's true. And then when you watch it, you're like, wow, I fucking waited this long to watch this movie so or they won't like it because i mean the effects could be a little dated and they're like eh, cheesy Uh, i mean yeah even though i think it's awesome but i don't know we'll see yeah that's like my little brother who like doesn't like the original halloween but likes the rob zombie movie he's like you need to beat him silly dude (laughs) i know well it's just like the generational thing i think you know Mm -hmm. no man my uh, my my freaking 10 year old likes jaws man so i think it's just like uh preference that are something i don't yeah. know personal taste do you think like yeah i mean and but also i think it could be like he saw the rob zombie halloween first so like that was like the first one he ever saw so like do you think that do you think that could like be a factor probably i mean because yeah. that's how for me that's how it is with last house on the left because i saw the remake before i watched the original yeah and i love the remake the original is not bad but sure I just don't cherish it. Like, maybe I would have if I saw it in reverse. Yeah. I can actually see that because, I mean, Last of Us on the remake. Uh, Last of Us on the remake is, like, really good and solid. It's so good. The first one, though, just, like, has that real raw and, like, yeah. feeling, which I really appreciated. So that's why The first one feels on real. It. Yeah. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. But, like, Hills Have Eyes, I, I prefer the remake. Yeah, easily. The original. Yeah. Okay. Um... Ready? Yes. This is a confession. I'm scared. I love Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, and A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Okay, I will totally go to bat for A New Beginning, because I really like A New Beginning 2. I, th- I think Todd hates it. From okay, what well, I here's no, a confession. I, like I don't even know which okay. one The New Beginning is. That's, That's the one with Roy. Yeah. Where's no, not Jason? Yeah. Part 5, yeah. Oh. With Tommy Jarvis is in like the uh, halfway house kind of thing with a bunch of troubled people. That one that a lot of people hate. Yeah, Yeah. that's it's known as I think the least favorite Friday Thirteenth movie by most people. I'll I'll defend uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two as well. I really like that one, and I know it gets a lot of hate. I hate it. I hate Part Two. I they completely went against the rules of Freddy. Like he like come how he like can get out of the dream world just like on his own and stuff Mm -hmm. and that one and stuff. It. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. It just didn't follow the rules and the mythos of Freddy, right? So that's that's why I don't like that one. They, yeah, they probably and it's tried just to... like there's like a lot of weird shit in that one too. Um, With the but, homosexuality stuff. I mean, that's I mean, that's actually I find that to be really interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's I like the most that. interesting part of the whole thing. Like, is a that, lot of people I, shit on that part of it, which I don't yeah. understand. No, personally. I mean, I I mean, it was 100 percent intentional too. Like, there's no way that was like a sub like a unintentional thing i mean they completely went for the like the homosexual stuff in it um which i find the most interesting but like yeah it uh but yeah i mean i just overall i i don't like it at all there's just too much goofy shit like the bird exploding and <laughs> uh yeah but it's definitely my least favorite of the whole the whole franchise well actually i don't know part six is pretty fucking bad too you prefer right. the remake over in part two 
Oh, hell no. I, I don't consider oh, the right. remake even part of the franchise, though. That's sad. Yeah. Just kind of like I don't really consider the Friday 13th remake like part of the franchise either. But you should! I mean, I guess. So good. I, I put it them on, is good. So good. We've talked something. about this before, Todd. Yeah, it's yeah. I gotta revisit it. I've tried to revisit it, and I just keep... I can't get through, yeah, like, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. Two more confessions, guys. Let's hear them. I've never seen The Shining, and really don't have any desire to. Or Alien. Ooh. What? Man. Well, you're missing out. Yeah. You're missing out on both of those, because they're both fucking amazing. Alien yeah. will be in theaters in October. That's a good way to see it, if you haven't oh, seen cool. it. Oh, so. cool. Well, this right. one's a doozy. I'm not done with it yet. <laughs> oh, shit. Same person? <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I still think Halloween 3 is the worst, okay, even after fine. a rewatch. Yeah. Oh, and I don't think Jaws is that good of a movie. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, a Halloween 3, I can see. I mean, I yeah. can see that, too, but I love it. But Yeah, I like I, I like it. I don't love it, but I, I, I think it's a solid well, I don't want to marry it, but <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I definitely dig it. It. It took me some time, but I, I came around on it. Um, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, this is the last confession, and I want to hear everyone's thoughts. It's a juicy one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm in love with a person who hates horror. Also, I'm not sure if I want to stay with them simply because of that reason. Oh. Wow. I'm in love with a person that hates horror? Yeah, and they don't want to stay with them. They're not reason. sure if they're they not want to sure stay if they want to save them. Yeah, wow. I actually got this email. It was completely anonymous. Like they didn't want to be named or anything. So it's not anonymous. You can see who. Well, it yeah, but they. They've I said if you want. I said. I said if you wish to remain anonymous, send an email. So this is the only person that sent an anonymous <laughs> email. So is that for Mondo, she... my friend, saying you love no, me? No, it's, it's not. It's not. I, I can. I can tell you that. Um, is this a a, a serious question? Like. It, it is, yeah. It was okay. an email. Oh, you know who it is? No, no, but it was an email or I've never... That person's never emailed in before. Oh, I feel like they have. No. Oh, uh-huh. I thought they have. Um, I th- think that if you get along with that person outside of your personal tastes and likes, then I think it's a good relationship. Otherwise, for example, my wife does not like horror, but she doesn't give me any crap for watching horror movies. She doesn't care about my horror collection or my toys or podcast or anything like that she's supportive Nine so toys, if, Todd. uh sex toys <laughs> sex toys if uh, uh i don't personally have a butt plug but i have like a furry outfit that i wear Ooh. but oh. uh <laughs> but uh i think if you're whoever you're with isn't a dickhead like my first reference about people liking whatever religion they like then you're good to go but if they give you shit for liking what you like then that's definitely not the relationship you should be in yeah yeah i don't think it's a good enough reason to leave someone no. just because they don't like um i mean obviously having the same interest is important but like but it's like you know you, you can go yeah there's interest. other stuff like mm-hmm. you know um yeah like if sam didn't like love horror i'd be okay with it mm-hmm. and, i mean i would obviously try to like get her to do horror stuff with yeah, me it's like, like the fun I mean, if you love the person you'll go and do interests that you might not be into like you know so yeah. i mean but yeah. if they make you feel bad for yeah about it not then. cool now I can see if like maybe you're like you're trying to have sex with the person and you're like no you need to have a fake knife to my neck and they're not into <laughs> it then that might be your problem you know like, make sure everyone's comfortable. Yeah, this is becoming a love line all of a sudden. I man. love it. I fucking love love line. <laughs> love line's a really good show. 
Or it used to be. I haven't listened to it in years. I'll answer your love line question. Now we're giving, like, serious advice. I enjoy Yeah. Hell yeah. Three guys at horror. Steve, what do you Saving think? relationships. Steve's now. jerking off right now. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about you and that <laughs> and my yeah, mullet I, and my mullet well steve steve's I a good you. example right because well actually you know your wife's like spooky yeah, right she like is into horror and stuff, stuff right are you kidding me she's right in front of me and there's a real coffin between us she's she's in the coffin sleeping <laughs> right no yeah no so my, my wife's really into horror so um I'm, I'm lucky that way but i mean like i really like superhero stuff and she hates that stuff Whereas she loves really bad television shows, and I kind of, you know, so we we don't have all the same interests, and that's just it's just the way it is, you know. You can't be the exact. You're not dating yourself or marrying yourself, so you have to accept that there's differences. Now, if this person feels that that's a reason to leave, I think there's a deeper that's kind of pro- problem saying. there, and yeah. they're just there's looking something for something as an excuse to kind of get out. So mm-hmm. that's my my advice would be, you know. Maybe there are other things going on, but uh, you can definitely be with someone who doesn't like horror. As long as, like Todd said, she doesn't like always like he or she doesn't tell you to stop or whatever. Or doesn't uh, you know? Kind of, that's the only problem I would see. But yeah, it's it's fine. Well, and too, like, is there something that you're not doing with your partner? Like, you're talking about how your partner doesn't like horror. Like, are you not showing their interest yeah. in their interests? So yeah. maybe. It's all about giving. Yep. Giving and getting. Mm-hmm. Give, those, give those blowjobs. Give out those oral sex uh, female cunnilingus. And, <laughs> what you know, the hell? He struggled with that one, Joe, a little bit. <laughs> Sam, is there a problem with Joe's performance? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Oh, shit. That was a pause, yeah. Because I was laughing. Yeah, a long pause. Taking, I, was, I, was she, I heard her take a drink and then, no, yeah. No. No, no, I was giving Joe a little smirky face just being silly. Did you guys want to take a break and you guys can? Sam <laughs> we'll uh, will be sending in uh, a horror commissioner of her own probably next, next week. I honestly. know, right? I'll see what you guys say. Okay, so sorry. This thing went long. I won't read as many last time. But So now we're going to guess. Everyone, did you see, you didn't do yours, Joe? Yeah, I see you, but you know what mine is. I only know one. I'm just going to do one of these. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So these are our horror confessions, and we have to guess whose horror confession it is. But what if it's yours? Are you going to play along? Like, whoever it is, are you going to play yeah. along and act like? Everyone just play, yeah. We yeah, can all, just Everyone act. just plays along, yeah. All right. And if it's yours, you get it, just guess just someone act. else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh, all right, let's go. Let's hear it. Well, I'm looking to see which one is the best. <laughs> okay. Save the best one for last. Well, I don't, I'm only looking at one thing at a time, Joe. Okay. okay. Three guys, that horror confession. Ooh. Host confession. I think Robert England is a terrible actor. Oh. Oh, I, I think the majority of us have already said that. Yeah. So I'm going to say that was Joe that said that. Because I think he's a bad actor too. You think Joe said that? Yep. Because I've heard him. Because I've heard him say it before. Okay, I'm gonna go. I, I think it's Todd. Honestly, I've, I've heard Todd say this before. I think we've all kind of said it, but I'm gonna go with Todd. Yeah, I'm all Todd. Kind of just admitted it. Wait, so no, he didn't. Todd Steve, didn't <laughs> Steve didn't say it. <laughs> oh yeah, but he doesn't need to because it's his. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was Steve's confession. It was Steve's but confession. we all Steve don't like. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think he he is a terrible actor outside of Freddy. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. it works for Freddy, but anything else, it's just whew, yeah. it's awful. Okay. Next confession. Okay. Pet Cemetery OG is horrible. I said I liked it in the past, but I just don't. Oh God. Wait, are you involved in this too? Or no, but I'll okay. tell you my confession. The three of after. us. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. Wait. So there's only we'll only oh, two wait. of us left. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I was trying to ask you guys. I'm gonna go with Todd on this one. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, that's what I was asking because I was like. I was trying to explain, like, by the time yeah. you get to the next one, you already know. You're right. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, next, uh, next time. Next... I mean, or you guys can just air out your own stuff. Yeah. Or, or, or you should read all three, and then we kind of just... Yeah, yeah we could have guessed who's was who. Sounds good. Well, we'll do that for next time. We'll do that. Too. Well, I told you, I was trying to get my, <laughs> some suggestions. It's fine. Okay, so that one is Todd's. Todd! I'm and then, Joe, do you want to tell them your confession that I would have had them guess? No, you're, it's your segment. You can say it. <laughs> I think if I remember. This is kind of a little bit of Todd's one, kind of, too. Um, Joe has actually never finished uh, Phantasm, if, I'm, if yes, I remember right. I've never watched the full Phantasm movie in its entirety. Oh, so that does kind of mix with mine. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't like that movie at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah never, never never, got through the whole thing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's um, I, I don't see the appeal for that. At all, um, Pet like Cemetery. It. It's been a few years since I've seen it, so maybe I should rewatch it. Pet Cemetery is just made-for-TV movie quality, bad acting, and just ugh. And yeah. yeah, it was frightening though back in the day. It, I mean, it, Zelda's still freaky, yeah, but it. But did, I believe that was the theater release, Todd. I don't think it was like a made-for-TV. No, it's got movie. like a feel like. That's yeah, like I definitely. Like I agree with that. It definitely has that made-for-TV movie feel, but I don't know. I, I think for me, it's mainly nostalgia-like yeah. reasons. But I, I really dig it. Um, and then, real quick, my confession is: I kind of said it earlier, is that I could not tell you what fucking Friday the Thirteenth movie <laughs> is what, like just by their names or anything like that. I couldn't do it. Don't uh, judge me. I mean, that's fair. Like, yeah. there's a lot of them. And, yeah, but you guys fucking know them. Yeah. They, well, because I but, love like, Jason, though. So. Yeah, like, if you're not, like, well-versed yeah. and stuff. But, but, yeah. but So, like, none of them? Like, if I Well, I, try, number, I remember we just talked about this, and I'm yeah. like, I couldn't even remember anymore. So, yeah. What about, what about a movie, Sam, that, is, like, Phantasm is loved, but you don't like it? Anything like that pops out? Um... Uh, if you see Don the Dead, me and Steve and I will kill you. No, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah. I thought you're not you're not a big fan of the Nightmare franchise, right? Yeah, I mean they're fun and stuff, but I'm not like obsessed with them. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I think it's just because I love Halloween so much that I'm just like fuck off to all the other ones sure so cool all right i liked uh those listener ones man send them more in so we can do another yeah segment. we'll do it we'll definitely do another and segment. uh to the person that emailed in email us back and give us an update the the yeah. one about the boyfriend thing. yeah if you, if you liked our advice yeah for sure <laughs> was it time for trivia? time for trivia trivia are we starting over 
We are completely starting over. So uh, we've decided. But I had a twenty point lead. You guys already. Four, said. Yeah. So Todd might not be happy with this, but obviously, since the show has gotten gotten a bit of a facelift, I guess you could say a little bit of a, uh, you know, different here. Um, the four we've decided with the four of us to completely start over. Um, so the four of us will be starting fresh with a brand new score. So everyone is at zero. Um, but we will continue on. Whoever is victorious at the end of the year will get a, what did we decide on? $30, $30 value, yeah. value from each of us. So it even gets higher now. So. Ooh, so you can okay. get potentially three things. Yes. Ooh, well, okay. if I stay zero for the next four weeks, I'm just dropping out. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to. Just give the $30 gift card away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so uh, all right, so so you got the. Every, do you have a spreadsheet ready to keep track? I yes, I will have a spreadsheet now um, with Joe, Steve, Sam. No cheating, too. Fucking love birds. If we were cheating, I would be fucking all zero points. All right. Who would like to start? I'll start first. Do okay. It. okay. All right. The final scene in Carrie, nineteen seventy. Pig's blood. Is- <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. (laughs) But no, that's not what I was going to ask. Oh. Is revealed to be the dream of what character? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Her her friend. I don't remember her name. You want the character's name? The name. Uh, uh, I don't know her name. The nice girl. Yeah. She's the one that's pregnant. The one that gets pregnant. Yeah. So when you find out it's pregnant. All right. Hey, what did you guys think of the Carrie remake with Chloe Grace? I thought Grace? it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. It was yeah. good. I yeah. liked the one It was too, like, that. scene what for scene one? for me. The oh, Rage? Oh, Angela Bettis? I love that one. The Rage or the one with Angela Bettis? The Rage. The Rage. The Rage Carrie 2 is underrated, I think. It is. Yeah. It's fucking good. Yeah. And then they did a remake of Carrie with Angela Bettis from May, which is a, another mm-hmm. underrated movie. May is a really good movie. Yeah. This one's All right. Good. So no one got the, this one? Okay, no. Sue Snell. Sue Snell. Sue Snell's her name? Yeah. That's a... I've, okay, I never would have caught that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess I'll go. Yeah. All right. In Jordan Peele's Us, what does the little girl get lost in in the beginning? Mirror house. Fun house. Okay. I'll accept. Yes. Sam yeah, gets the point. A, Sam gets the point. That's the only point I'm getting this year. <laughs> Steve, go ahead. All right. Um, all these questions I'd written for last week, so they're all Stranger Things related. That's okay. Uh, I, so one for each season. So the first one, in season one, what movie is Mr. Clark watching with his girlfriend? Ooh. The Thing. Yes, that's right. Good job. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Mine is, in the Scream series, Ghostface is voiced. By what actor? Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Matthew Lillard. He does a lot of cons. So if you're I a con know, boy, I you can't remember his fucking name. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. His name is Roger Jackson. He's the voice of Ghostface. We're failures. Sorry. Back Sam. to you, Sam. Let me shake that one off. <laughs> um. All right, guys. How many members 
Does the criminal gang have in the last house on the left? Four. Should we do extra points if you can name them? Krug. No. Krug. Uh, Sandy. And uh, Junior. Oh. Junior's uh, definitely got, one because we interviewed Junior. You got oh, Junior. You got Krug. Um, What's up? But San- Sandy's the girl's name, right? No. It's Sadie. You Sadie. Sadie. Oh, dang it. And then Fred oh. or Weasel. But yeah, you got the four. How many points does he get then? Let's do... Three? Three? One for Ooh, the four three? and two for the names. All right. Oh, okay, a little jump, jump start here. All right. Is it my turn? My turn? I can't remember. Uh, I think t- it's my turn. Okay. T- All right. One point for each character name you get correct. For one point for each character. Name the main characters in the movie Jaws. Uh, Quint. You guys can... Hooper. Okay. Quint, Quint Hooper, and... Uh... Oh, motherfucker. Someone, someone can jump in and steal that last point. And Brody. Henry. Chief Brody. I didn't hear what Sam said. Quint Hobart, Chief Brody. Okay, Joe gets all three. Yeah. Come on, Steve. I know you knew that. It's been so long since I saw Jaws. <laughs> Dang it. They, just, pro- they just released uh, the three of them in Funko Pop form, too. Oh, Freaking Joe took the lead. Damn it. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, because he just got three on top of his one, so he's at four. Yeah. Okay. Steve's turn. Oh, it is okay. All right. Um, okay, so still Stranger Things. In season two, what's the nickname given to Will Byers by the bullies at his school? Willy Dilly. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this goes with my admission of I didn't watch the whole season. So. Yeah, it's something to do with him missing, I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. Am I on Okay, right track. Uh, Lost boy, mi- no. missing boy, the, or something like that. The forgotten boy. No, no, no. All right, um, it was zombie boy. Zombie Aww. boy. Steve's right. like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in Friday the Thirteenth. Oh boy. Original. Jason. Uh, franchise. Okay. Jason. Was originally to be named what? Oh, dang. I should know this like, one. Like, what was the movie going to be named? No, like, or what was Jason name? supposed to be? George. No. Jenny. Danny. Plot no. twist. Dan- Daniel. <laughs> no. Bobby. It, be- it begins with a J. I'll give you that. Jimmy. Jack. No. Damn it. Johnny. Jeff. No. Jonesy. No. J- Jesse. No. Oh, George with a J. Jorge. <laughs> Jorge, that's not what I say. <laughs> Jorge Voorhees. James. Josh. Oh, oh darn it. God. Josh Voorhees just doesn't rhyme well. I know, it's like, who's your favorite slasher? Josh. <laughs> okay. What is the color of the lanterns lit at the houses of the invitation Purple. members? Purple? Red. Blue. It's red. Yeah. Fucking Joe. You know what? <laughs> she's like, she's like mouthing the words red. It's fucking Not at all. red rum. Fucker. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> she's pointing at like this red rum poster. <laughs> red rum poster. 
All right. Um, I hate this movie. What do they feed the Babadook? Uh, oh, it's like dog food? Laundry soap. Laundry dog soap. Food. Dog food or meat? Some sort of Steve? Meat. Ugh, I don't remember at all. Worms. Wait, give me a second. Worms? Yeah, worms. Worms. Really? Yeah. That movie gave me such an anxiety. I hate attack. that movie. Oh, well, the little boy is crazy in it. That's my brain every day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mommy, look uh, at me, mommy. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things season three. What right. Stephen, what Stephen King movie is shown as a new release in the background of the video store Stephen Robin applied to? Oh, ah! shit. Well, the Shining. Shoot, Stephen King in 1984. Uh, night, uh, night, walk. Christine. Is it night? No, no. Crawlers. No. Is it night? Um, Stephen King, 1984. What came out before that? The cat one. No, Sleepwalkers. Yeah. That was 90s. Uh. Hmm. Um. Fuck, dude. Creep show. I don't know when Creep show came out though. When did Creep show come out? Was it Creep show? No, it's not Creep show. Alright, um, so it was Firestarter. Oh, <laughs> darn it. That's right. I, I, even checked, I went back to look at it to make sure my answer was right, and it's like, po- it, there's, there's, they're everywhere. There's posters of it, there's boxes Shoot. of it. It's like the only visible movie you can see in that store, so. Mm. Alright. Last I'm... one, right? Yep. What was the original title for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I just saw this somewhere. <laughs> Um, fuck. Texas Gas Station. No. Uh, it's, uh, what is it? It's, it's not like the Hitchhiker Murders or something weird like that? Shoot, I, I don't know. The Tra- correct, nope, go, what was it? Traveler. Is it Traveler something? No. Oh. <laughs> well, you were looking at me like, <laughs> See, see, she's fucking, you're tipping her. The correct no. answer is head cheese. Oh, I think I started it. Yeah. Good one. That was a good one. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. I think that is it. So, after week one, we have in last place, Steve no. with zero points. Yes. Ooh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Steve brought it with those questions. So those were, those were good. In third place, Sam with one point. I'm so proud of that one fucking point. In second place, Todd with three points. And in first place, your boy Joe with five points. Boy, five. So if you, want to, if you want to play along, folks, uh, send in your questions. Trivia, you can uh, private message any of us. Follow, uh, if you follow any of us on social media, uh, you can send it to Joe, myself, uh, at Joe's House of Horror on Instagram, Sam at Halloween Happy, Steve at Flipping the Nerd, and Todd at Todd All Things Horror. So if you want to send in the question, you can private message any of us, or you can just send it to the uh, Three Guys at Horror accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Three Guys at Horror on any of those, and you will find us. Or email. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Oh, you guys will lose plenty of time. I'm gonna catch you. I'm gonna catch you. We're not even, you know. I've already lost hope. I'm like, man. You got that? You started strong with that that one for. Yeah, I think you one. gave that to me. Todd. There's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. I know you like us. I'm like, let me throw Sam one. I appreciate You're the welcome. bone. Thank oh, you. Show your little bone. 
Rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me give the synopsis for Ghost Stories, and Steve, you can take over your structure. Yeah, sound good? Sound, yeah, sounds good. All right, Ghost Stories uh, came out 2017. It's currently streaming on Netflix, or not Netflix, on Hulu. Um, it revolves around a story of a paranormal investigator who goes around debunking things. Uh, the first scene shows him going to one of those fake psychics that, you know, um, plays the crowd saying, Oh, I'm, I'm sensing a, a child with the name of Ron or Don or something. And, you know, tries to play into information or he knows to manipulate people into thinking he's talking to ghosts, which is pretty shady. And that happens in real life. And that's pretty sad. Anyway, this guy goes on debunks him. Uh, and then an older gentleman who is like a famous paranormal investigator contacts him. Uh, this guy has been missing for years and saying, hey, come over. I want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. So he goes and talks to this older guy who's on his deathbed. And he's like, hey, man, like I used to be a skeptic too. However, I have these three cases that for the life of me, I cannot explain away for, you know, natural stuff going on or whatever. And I want you to take a look at them and see what you think and come back to me. And that's what happens with the story. So, Steve, take away from there. All right. So, I broke this film down in five kind of portions, and we're going to go go through each of them and give us give everyone their thoughts. So, the first part is we see. So, Philip is the main uh, investigator in the movie and the main character, and we see kind of his Jewish background. Uh, you see his bar mitzvah, and he has a contentious relationship with his father. And then, as Todd said, he investigates a fraud. So it's a guy who uh, says he can feel ghosts and stuff. And he totally gets this woman in the crowd saying he's connecting with her dead son. And she has all this hope that he's actually talking to her. But this guy's doing a documentary and exposing people like that. And then he gets a letter from his idol, who is thought to be dead, um, asking him to come see him. So he goes to see him. And he tells him about three cases that he couldn't debunk, so that please go check him out and tell him that uh, those cases aren't actually true. So, what do you guys think of the intro and where this movie was leading into? Um, I thought it was. I mean, it's. I thought it started off actually really intriguing. Um, it kind of grabbed me right away. Um, yeah, like I, I, I definitely dug it. Um. And I'll save the rest of my thoughts for the middle part here. But, yeah, someone else can go ahead. Um, I was kind of like, oh. Hello? Hello? Oh, sorry. Joe, sorry, that, was, that was my fault. I muted up by accident. We can start. Take uh, it. No, just, just start over, Sam. It's fine. All right. Just go, just okay. start over. I'm not going to edit uh, shit, so you guys are going to hear this again. Um, I was saying that the intro and stuff, I was kind of like, I was really excited for it because we kind of talked about it after the pod last week. Um, but after seeing the intro and it starting, I was like, oh man, when is this going to be over with? And then the first story, I was like, I hate this. Like, I want it to be done. But my thoughts kind of changed, so I'll get into that later. I'm 100% where Sam was at the same exact moments in the movie, uh, except for I really thought it was really creepy when um, the uh, Philip leaves and he turns back and looks into the trailer and he sees a ghost standing behind the guy. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, I was like, man, this is kind of, I don't really like the main character. He's kind of annoying and a little bit bitchy. And uh, yeah, that's where I was at. I really liked that that opening scene, though, with like him debunking the, the psychic. Like I thought that was like a really... Yeah. Yeah, cool scene so that's it kind of like grabbed me right there and then like 
you had that whole mystery, mysterious thing, obviously, of the guy that went missing, like, called him and stuff. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. Let me I, see where I, this, this is going. I kind of have a problem with that old guy's character in general, and I guess I'll wait till the end to tell you why. All right. Same. Yeah, and, and for me, I was a little confused because I didn't know... So I, I heard nothing about this movie before I watched it. I kind of just watched it because it was recommended to me on Netflix. And... I, I went into it, I'm like, is this a documentary or a fake documentary? Is this an actual film? I wasn't sure because they kind of played both ways, especially in this early scene where he's filming a documentary exposing these guys. But then when he goes to visit the other guy, it's kind of a regular film. So that confused me a little bit. But I did like the premise of him meeting his idol and that there was three cases that were so severe that he couldn't debunk them. So that kind of piqued my interest. And like Todd said, when you see the guy kind of in the background uh, as he's looking back at the trailer, I thought, oh, okay, this could be one of those pretty cool ghost films. So yeah, so that was uh, the first scene. Uh, then we go into one, the first of the three cases. So it plays a little bit like an, anth- an anthology where there's these each case is the last 15, 20 minutes that he goes to investigate. The first one was about a night watchman. Uh, so Philip meets this guy in a bar, and he tells him a story which goes into... The this night watchman that works in this abandoned uh, jail, and he's got this, this Russian coworker that he communicates to, and it's really dark and it's just like really decrepit basement that he's working in, and there's a bunch of ghosts that appear in this basement, and it slowly unravels itself. So you see, uh, you know, you hear sounds in the this warehouse. Then there's this really weird swaying ghost on a bed that was super creepy, and then you see. He goes into one of the cells, and there's all these dummies on the wall, and this demon girl comes at him. Why the so, hell were there dummies think? in the prison? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so, um, I didn't really like the first segment, to be honest with you. I thought, while it did have some really creepy moments, it, it felt like they were throwing anything and everything they could think that was scary into it. Like, why, why is there dummies in there? Um, why is he going in the cells? It's just like a lot of choices that he made that I personally wouldn't make. But I, I mean, I understand it's a story. You got to drive it. But, um, and then I didn't think the girl to s- then was scary, to be honest with you. Like, w- would that be terrifying in real life? Absolutely. But on film, it didn't really do anything for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought this was the weakest part of the whole movie to me. Um, but I also, I mean, this is where, like, the movie took a turn I wasn't kind of expecting. Because, like, I thought this was going to be a straight-up anthology movie. Um, but, like, the and what's weird, and, you know, we'll talk about it, I guess, in a little bit, too. But, like, none of these stories, like, have a solid ending. They, like, stop, like, right when it's, like, picking up, like, really abruptly. Um, which I thought was kind of jarring and I, I didn't really like but i was like all right well let me see where it goes and maybe it will connect somehow and whatnot but uh yeah this first segment i thought was was the weakest for sure sam i mean do i need to say more like, <laughs> just I say would... i concur i concur <laughs> uh i actually disagree a little bit with you guys i really like this first one how dare um, you <laughs> I know. Uh, I liked it because there was a good sense of isolation. Like, you really felt like this guy was alone uh, down there. And I really liked that first ghost that we see. Uh, It's like like this really creepy-looking, swaying woman in a veil. Uh, And then when he gets close to it, it's like mops on 
some some stuff. But there's something about that ghost that really freaked me out because it looks like something that I saw when I had sleep paralysis. But that's Ooh. a whole other story. I'm not going to get into. Uh, well, listen, to episode eleven. I talk about it. In that. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about that on in the chat the other day. I forgot, but I'll save it yeah. for the chat. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So anyway, so I really like that ghost. And when it came to the little girl in that room with all the mannequins, my feeling was that you know maybe this facility was something that they did i don't know ghost tours or whatever and they kind of mimicked mental patients with those mannequins so if ever there was a tour or something so that's why i thought there was mannequins in there it was kind of set up specifically and that's why this guy has to watch it um but and the little girl was a little creepy to me Uh, the way that she put kind of put his finger her fingers on his face slowly and then put it uh, her finger in his mouth. I don't know. I thought that was really unsettling. So I, I like this first one. I thought her nails were going to pop off when she was like oh, God, crawling no. her hand. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, I'll vomit if they pop off. Yeah, k- kids and old ladies really freak me out in movies. I don't know what it is. So <laughs> I just really kind of got me. And I love ghost films. So but yeah, I, I really like this first case. All right. All right. Uh, so let's get to case number two. Uh, so he goes to see this kid uh, at a house, and he goes into his house, and there's, it's a really weird kind of feeling in this house. He sees his parents in the kitchen, and they're just staring at the wall, not moving, and there's, like, dishes happening at the same time, and it's a really strange vibe. And then he hears, he's, they're going upstairs, and he hears footsteps, but you don't see anybody. And he goes into this kid's room that's got full of demon pictures, and he's really kind of freaky kid. He's got seems to have a lot of issues. He says they're alone in the house, but then he also says that his parents are at the door. And he opens the door, and it's completely dark. It's it's a really weird house. I I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. And then you see this kid driving his dad's car at night in the woods, and he hits what looks like kind of a goat demon thing. And then he freaks out, but then he keeps going. His car breaks down. And he's stuck there. He calls, like, CAA. We were going to pick him up in 10 or 45 minutes. And then this goat thing comes after him. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best part of the movie. Anyway. Yeah. And then he runs, runs into the woods, and this tree thing kills him. So that's uh, that I case. think that one was my favorite. Mm. Yeah. I would. I actually agree with Sam. <laughs> I, I think out of the three segments i i don't know i don't even call these segments like i said um because like but i it was i think it was probably it was probably the strongest out of the three to me anyway just because it it had like a lot of fun and cool imagery in it um the house part was definitely like super weird i'm assuming they were just ghosts of some kind or something in there i don't really know a little confusing, um, but, I mean, I guess maybe there's some sort of resolution when we get to the end. Um, but, yeah, I thought this one was pretty strong. I was I was interested the whole time, and I thought, yeah, like the little creature demon thing, and then you could get that tree demon thing at the end, and I wanted it to keep going, honestly. I was really interested, yeah. so I thought this was the strongest of the three segments, if that's what you want to call them. I actually wanted the house thing to go, to go in more in-depth, because I was confused as well like were the parents ghosts or what was going on with that i, I kind of like that whole aspect uh mm. i did really think you know 
breaking down on the road with the fucking demon and open the car door. That's super fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, but I think the best part of the segment was the kid himself. I think he was in Black Mirror, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, he was. Yep. He was a child porn guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So he plays a really good, like, schizo, paranoid, creeping fucking dude. So that was extremely well done. It wasn't my favorite. Um, my, but the third one's my favorite, partly because I really like Martin Freeman. But, Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like this one. I, like you said, Todd, I think that actor is fantastic. He really conveyed just how, like, anxious he is and how, like, creepy he is. I just really liked it. And I, the house stuff was really cool. Like, even though it was a really simple shot of his parents just facing the wall, not moving, it really creeped me out. But there's yeah. nothing... It's, it's not really creepy. There's def, they're not ghosts. They're not nothing. They're just two people standing there. But the way it was shot and the way it was lit is just really creepy and then same thing when he hears a sound outside the door and he opens the door and it's all dark and the guy's like now nah, i'm good i'm not gonna go check but it was a freaky moment and uh yeah i, I love the car stuff because in these movies kind of like blair witch i like to put myself in that situation and to think that there'd be this thing chasing me and like you said when he opens the back door and he gets in, it's like, oh my god, I couldn't wait to see what happened next. <laughs> and I, I I agree with you guys, I wish it went on longer because it was creepy and I liked where I was going. But uh, yeah, I like this case a lot. Alright, uh, then right at the end of the case, Philip sees himself as, as a ghost in the car. Uh, when creepy. He, go, he goes back, <laughs> yeah, when he goes back to the, uh, to the forest to kind of check out if that tree thing was still there. So that, that'll come to play at the end. And finally, we got case number three, which is the one Martin Freeman st- stares in. So uh, Mike, that's the name of uh, Martin Freeman's character, brings Philip to a field to go get a gun. And then he keeps answering the phone for some reason while he's out there. Uh, so in the story, he's waiting for a baby to arrive. And there's kind of these haunted things happening. Objects are packing on themselves or they're being thrown about without anyone being there. And then there's... Um, a shadow figure that starts haunting Philip as they cut back and forth between him telling the story and him being in the story. Uh, then we see a baby ghost under the sheet as Martin Freeman's kind of going into the room. Uh, the room gets cold and his dead wife suddenly appears and then goes right up to him and scares him. And then uh, we find out that his wife had actually passed away. The kid lived and uh, his son was like a monster kind of they, described him as being a monstrous a baby called Barty and then he kills himself he just he sees something in the distance and he immediately puts a shotgun on his face and blows his head off so what do you guys think of this one that was my favorite part of the whole movie um, when he looks at him he goes what and boom just blows his head off that was so yeah. the way he did it so nonchalantly um, the, pro- the problem I had with the segment itself though is when the wife like flies at him and he has like zero reaction <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that. It's like he just. Playing. I was scared. I thought that was the most effective scare in the yeah, movie, though. Cool. Yeah, but um, like his reaction, the character's reaction, reaction is like, oh, it's like an everyday thing. But um, yeah, I just really like that actor, and I think he's excellent. So that kind of why I like the the segment the best. But the wraparound for his was definitely my favorite when he kills himself. It's just great. Oh, and then the freaking the hooded figure like gets closer to him. That's really cool too. He's just off in the distance, and suddenly he's right there. That's really effective. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this one. I, I thought it was solid. Um, yeah, Mark, like you guys said, Martin Freeman, great, great acting in this. Uh, 
Yeah, the suicide scene I did not see coming. It was super shocking, and I was like, "Oh shit!" when it happened. So yeah, I mean, overall, I dug this one. Like I said, the most effective scare in the whole scene was when she jumped up. I thought there, like out of nowhere, um, I thought it was really cool. And yeah, overall, I enjoyed this one. Same. Sure. I mean, guys, I'm right there with you. Like, did I love it? Uh, but that scene of where he shoots himself in the face, I said out loud after. I was like, what the fuck? And his wife uh, running towards him spooked me a little. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot, too. It's uh, Martin Freeman's a great actor, like you said. So I liked his role in this. Uh, the wife scare was really cool. That little baby uh kind of sheet ghost thing was pretty cool too and that, that i i really liked his reaction like todd said right before he kills himself he, it's like he sees something in the distance yeah and he's like nope that's it and he just puts the gun himself and boop you know no hesitation no it's it's like he was waiting for this thing and it's it, it was unsettling and i, I like that uh and then the last segment so this is where I think the movie gets a little weird. Yeah. Not, that, not, not that it wasn't weird already, but... So, so Philip goes back to see the old man, and the old man, which, to be honest, even at the beginning, I thought, okay, this is not a regular old guy. This is a guy with heavy makeup, and I didn't understand why. It was like Mr. Six from uh, Six Flags. All right. Very kind of Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so the old man starts like picking at his eye, and it turns out that it was uh, like a makeup job, and it turned out that it was Mike Martin Freeman's character who was under that makeup, and then he reveals that the trailer wasn't even a real trailer; it's like a fake wall that goes to a door, and then he brings them to the sewer with these bullies when he was a kid, and they send this guy that they call Kojak into the sewer, and then Kojak has a seizure in the sewer. It's just this really weird, like, yeah. thing that I didn't really understand how it fit into anything. And then Mike goes back to get him, and he feeds the baby cat food for whatever weird reason. <laughs> uh, well, it's like, I guess it's like a Spawn of Satan type thing, I'm, I'm guessing you're assuming. I, yeah. So, yeah. So the movie's yeah. kind of like the end of The House of Jack Belt, you know, when he's, like, yeah. kind of taking him on a journey. Here, here's my problem with the old guy. Um, I, I mean... I don't know if you guys noticed it was Martin Freeman before he did that, but when he was in old guy form, like, Oh, that's Martin Freeman. Like, yeah, what I is the deal with it? Yeah. So in my opinion, there was no twist. Cause I was just waiting. Okay. Like this is clearly Martin Freeman. Maybe this is him when he's old or whatever. I didn't know he was gonna take a fucking mask off, yeah. but I'm like, okay, so I, what's the connection here? I didn't see that. I just thought it was Martin Freeman playing, playing two different actors. Yeah. See, I didn't know that yeah. because I'm not too familiar with him, mm-hmm. but with his how his name was in the credits, I was like, "Oh, he has to be a big part. It's not yeah. just his little mm. story at the end." And then um, to flesh out the wraparound, you know what bothered me about this Philip too is there were progressive things that kept happening to him where he's like freaky as fuck, and he still was like a non-believer, and I just didn't buy that, you know. Like, he kept seeing ghosts. He saw his own fucking... Like, you can say, like, if you saw a shadow. Yeah. Oh, I was seeing shit if you see a shadow. But if I saw my fucking face in the back of a car when I opened the door, disappeared, <laughs> that's not my mind playing tricks on me. That's some weird supernatural shit going on, yeah. you know? So I didn't really buy that whole aspect that he still is a non-believer. But, um, 
Yeah, and then the whole reality breaks down, and we realize that this Philip guy is just guilty because when he was a kid, they he he didn't let, but he kind of played a part in this, um, I guess, mentally handicapped person being told to go in a sewer drain, like on a wild goose ca- uh, goose chase, to trying to get in this bully's gang, and then he dies in there, and he doesn't tell anybody, so he's kind of contributes to his death, and then the whole time he's just guilt, he feels guilt about it. So, but I. <sighs> Like like Steve said, it just didn't really fit, in my opinion. Like the wraparound, the ending wasn't really telegraphed well enough, in my opinion, to actually fit the story. It was just kind of thrown in there. Right. Steve, you want to get into the very, very ending before we can talk more on it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, Mike feeds Barty cat food, and then all of a sudden, Barty grows up and becomes like this weird zombie character uh, who, and then attacks Philip and then takes his clothes off. And it turns out Philip has a hospital gown. And then he tears reality again. And he leads him to a hospital bed. And then he kind of straddles him for a little bit. And he puts his... He does kind of the same thing that the little girl did. Where he slowly puts his hand up his face. And then puts his finger into his mouth. And then it turns out that that was like um, a tube. Like a medical tube tube that he had in his uh, mouth. And then you see that Simon, the kid from the second case is a med like a med student and then mike comes in and he's the doctor and finally the watchman guy comes in and he's a janitor at this hospital and it turns out this whole thing was basically a dream that philip had as he was in a coma following a failed suicide attempt probably because he felt guilty about what they did to uh kojak and that was the movie yeah Uh, so did anyone else get identity like vibes from this with that ending not until you said know, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, like, one of the first things I thought of when I saw it. Um, But, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like they had a beginning and end to this movie, and then they're just like, what do we do with the middle parts of this movie? And, like, they throw these, like, three anthology-style things. But, like, this is not, to me, this is not an anthology movie, like, at all. Um, Just because, like I said, like, the st- none of the stories go anywhere um and there's never really any resolution with any of them um and yeah like so like what is this it's just a dream is he like in a purgatory slash hell type thing like in his coma state like it's just like not super fleshed out um i definitely think it's interesting like i i feel like there's a good movie in here somewhere Mm -hmm. Um, but just wasn't executed that well. I think Martin Freeman's character says what it is because he says like, "Well, so and so used to say, I hope they're dreaming nice dreams." So right. I think he's just bad dreams. It's just like unfortunately. his bad, like his bad dream sequence in his yeah. coma state. Yeah. And you know what? I kind of feel cheated by this ending too because yeah. at the end of it, it's not a ghost story. It's a guy about guilt, and it right. just happens to be a little bit scary. That's where I'm like, oh man, I wish it was just straight up. Guilt haunts you. I guess. Oh, now you want to get deep, huh? <laughs> no, but I guess I just would have liked preferred a straightforward. Like maybe he goes mad at the end, or he turns into that old character himself and's like, ah, I can't like figure this out, shit like that. I think that would have been more effective than he's in a coma and there's really nothing to do with ghosts or paranormal at all. Yeah, it was just like, what was the point of those three wraparound stories? Yeah. Like nothing. Like there's never like there's no resolution there and nothing. It's really just the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, and that whole middle section is kind of useless. Yeah, and he just makes those based off what he hears, right? Like, 
the kid lying to his dad. Yeah, on the phone. like it's yeah. all it's like all of the people that are in the hospital. He like kind of conjures them into these like random stories. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Where I where I thought this was going to go is a little along the lines of what you were saying, Todd. Uh, I was thinking that maybe the three cases would really mess him up uh, as well, and then maybe he tries like he's getting suicidal thoughts. That's why he saw himself as a ghost, and he tries to off himself, but he fails. But someone else finds him, and then you find out in the news that he also disappeared. Kind of similar mm, because you, you see. When they show his idol disappearing, they show a car that's like, uh, it's like an, in a tree or something. So that could have been the same thing where he tried to kill himself in the car. And in the news, you see again a car. It's like, well, this skeptic guy disappeared as well. So it's like those three cases are so severe that it's almost like driving up. people. Found. Yeah. yeah. But this whole ending just, uh, and, and I watched the movie twice. So I watched it last week just to do the uh or what watch segments, and I watched again today kind of to write all these notes down. And I ju- even knowing what the end was, I couldn't see a big correlation between the three stories mm. and how it ended up. So Did your yeah. did your thoughts on it um, take a couple pegs Change. down? Yeah, It did. Yeah, it did, actually. Uh, I, was ta- I was talking to Sam and Joe about that uh, when we were waiting for you before. Uh, watching it a second time brought down the score. It changed my opinion on the movie itself, so... Because I did like it the first time, I gave it, I think an eight point five or nine. Oh I wow! Really, oh yeah, I, I really like those three kind of ghost stories because I'm really into ghost films and I thought they were cool. I didn't like the ending, which I kind of explained last week. But watching it a second time, now that I knew what the scares were and I'm kind of analyzing it more as opposed to just watching it, not knowing what, what to expect, I I would I would bring it down. So yeah. Well, I guess I'm not going to watch it again because when you had mentioned the second watch and it made you change your mind but I didn't know what your original thoughts were so now I'm like yeah no let's just forget that <laughs> I honestly thought the opposite I thought you were you didn't like it on your first watch and then liked it on your second so yeah. it's opposite what I thought um so scariest moments guys anything that stand out to you I mean I said it that yeah that wife jump out the scene thing. I thought yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was the definitely the most effective yeah. scare it, it didn't make me jump or anything but I was like oh, alright that was like pretty cool like yeah. how they did it so. My, mine was when the, the demon is in the backseat says stay that like yeah, yeah. with this little hair herbs. stand up yeah, yeah. stay like, oh fuck <laughs> yeah and I like the swaying ghost in the first story uh, the one that turned out to be a mop with the things on it yeah. I just really like the look of that ghost yeah. yeah so that's my scariest one what about like a uh, best overall sequence for me, for example, is I mean we're probably all gonna agree here. It's Martin Freeman killing himself because that whole setup was just—he's such like a nice, lovable guy. And then when he, he like he briefly points the gun at Philip, I mean Philip freaks out a little bit and then just yeah. blows his head off. I was like, "Fuck, that was amazing! Like a great shot." Yeah, that was cool. I'm, but I'm gonna go with the uh, the second sequence where, like you, you you know, like you said, where you know the that goat demon thing comes in, says stay, and then he runs out, and that mm-hmm. creep, the, the, you know, the tree turns into, like, a demon creature thing. I thought that was really cool, that whole little sequence there. I would agree. Sam? Yeah, I'm with Joe. I would agree about the second one. Yeah, but wait, not- can we just take a moment and think about how that kid rolled up a magazine thinking that was going to be his weapon? <laughs> and he's, like, banging on the window. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. What about when he uh, hits the thing and he screams? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I would agree with Joe and Sam. Uh, it's just because when he said stay, I expected him to kind of just freeze and stay there. But when he just like fuck that, and <laughs> yeah. out, I'm like that's that, that's exactly what I would yeah. do. Like fuck that, shit, you know. And I, I thought that was so funny and creepy at the same time. Yeah, I love yeah. that sequence. But yeah, the shotgun thing also surprised me, and I, I liked that a lot too. Mm-hmm. And a big missed opportunity for me, besides not having a real, real clear connection to everything, is just having someone different play the old man character. So I wasn't thinking, like, what when is Martin Freeman going to reveal himself the whole time? Mm. All right. All right. Anything else stand out that's uh they could have fixed that would improve it? I mean, I just don't. I like I said, I think there's like a great movie here somewhere. I just don't think it was like I said fleshed out enough. I mean, there's a good beginning and a good end there, and they just didn't know what to do in the middle. That's the way I see it. I think they could have did something. I think they shouldn't have done anthology. I think they should have made like a straight story, and I don't know how they could have done it, but I just don't think the anthology part worked at all in this movie. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, with, especially like with a, that wraparound, like it just yeah, it was like See, I'm, you I'm know, like the three stories to me, it was like you know, it was like masturbating, but you never finish. You know, like there was, well, there was some, never that. Sometimes climax. it's there necessary. Never, <laughs> there was just never that climax on any of the stories. They all just, they all stopped like right before the climax. Joe, so. did you want to talk about Sam's performance? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it, I agree. The abruptness of the endings. I was like, what? Wait, like what happened? Yeah. The little girl's hugging him, and that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually on the opposite uh, side of the coin than you, Joe. I think it should have been an anthology film so that they had a complete story for those three cases as opposed to just stopping it and trying to make an overarching uh, storyline. So yeah. I thought they could have done it like kind of creep show style where yeah, there is I'll, I'll a actually, little bit I, of a thing. Yeah. But I, I would yeah. have been totally fine with that. It's just this movie didn't know it, it didn't know what it wanted to be. It didn't have like an identity. It's like, do we want to be an anthology movie? Do want we want to be like, uh, like, you know, the, that story of the beginning and the end, it, ju- it just didn't know, and it, it and that's what where it really uh, hurt this movie. If it was straight up anthology, I probably would have liked it more. Final ratings. Oh, Sammy. Five. Five. Ooh, middle ground, Joe. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, there's some enjoyable stuff in this, but overall, I. I thought it was, you know, average at best. But, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm going to go six. I'm going to go six out of ten on this one. I'm going to give it a six and a half. Um, just because I got a thing for Martin Freeman, man. He's just a lovable dude. And I, I give it, I, I, I was an 8.5 last week, but now I'd give it a seven. Because I, I did enjoy some of the stuff in the three stories. So I, I enjoyed myself enough to give it a good score. But I, it came down for me on the second watch. So seven is my final answer. All right. So I would not say three guys that are approved on it. Well, no, I, I mean, think it is. I mean, middle, middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, you like ordering a jalapeno pizza, but then you're also getting olives and <laughs> peppers on it and onions and like Who's doing other, that? other things you can order <laughs> on it. Uh, I mean, I think it's a fine, it's a decent, like, yeah, background maybe not, movie yeah. watch. Like, something you can just throw on if you got nothing else going on. But if you, if you skip it, you're not missing much. 
fun fact, the main character guy uh, is the director. Oh, nice. Oh, it's the last movie he did, so I'm trying to look to see what else he's got going on. He wrote it, too. Cool. Maybe next time he needs to focus on one job. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Guess, he won't, guess we won't be having him on the pod then. <laughs> I'm just teasing. It's kind of cute. Uh, actually, that, that reminds me of a quick moment in the movie that I thought was funny. Uh, when Martin Freeman reveals himself at the end. I don't remember if he was still in the old man makeup or not. But he says cut as if he's still oh, in yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, uh, what? That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I thought, thought like he, I thought like the way I interpreted that was like he thought like Martin Freeman was like punking him and yeah. like filming him or something like that. That's the way I took it. Well, that's a good point. I, yeah. I thought that was going to be revealed that Philip was crazy and he thought he was a documentary guy, but uh-huh. that never oh. happened. So yeah. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. Well, enjoy. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. And stay tuned for that interview. Hey guys, welcome back to Three Guys That Horror. Uh, we are joined by a very special guest here tonight. Um, you know him as Gabe in the newest Child's Play movie. Um, Trent Redicop. Trent, how are you doing tonight? I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Awesome. All right. So let's get right into it. Let's talk some Child's Play. Uh, why don't you just, you know, tell us, uh, you know, how, how you got involved with this movie? Um... Same as most anything else, and you just get sent to an audition. Um, when we had the audition, they had you know they had Chucky, your buddy's name, blurred out of the script. So they tried very hard to to hide what it was about. But I mean, once you start reading a few pages and you hear about this murderous doll, you kind of no. I mean, you get the you get the inclination, you know what's going on. So then you go into the audition room, and a lot of the time it's just the casting director. But Lars, the director, was actually in the audition room. Um, usually you have to get a callback or something like that to actually see a director or a producer, but he was in there for the first audition and you kind of freak out when you, when you walk in and you hear that. And then um, basically, I mean, with any audition, you're given a chair and some direction. And I, I can't remember specifically, but I, I was, I was murdered while using the chair. So I had to pretend the chair was killing me or something was <laughs> killing me and I was hanging from the chair, but I, I just remember screaming a whole bunch and I was very shooken afterwards, and somehow I booked it. So I don't, I don't know how. Oh, awesome! Uh, so they, you didn't know you were going in for uh, the Child's Play movie? No, no, that was all pretty hush hush. Wow! Oh, wow! All right, cool, cool. Um, so obviously, your character is, I guess, interesting to say the least in this movie. Uh, how did you, uh, you know, was it already kind of flushed out on the script, or did, were you able to kind of play with it a little bit? Um. I mean, once you read that he's spying on people through cameras, you kind of get the hint the guy's a bit of a creeper. Um, and then, you know, to be honest, I, the, the guys that built my little working space, so to speak, like the space where he does all, all of Gabe's uh, surgery on the on the doll, um, when you walk into that place and you see how creepy it is, like the art department did such a phenomenal job of that room. And once you saw that, it's like, oh, okay, now I know how creepy this guy is. Because you start seeing all the abominations of dolls and bastardized versions of this and that they put all over the room. And it's that's when it kind of really hit me, like, oh, okay, this guy's he kind of deserves to die, I think, in a, in a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so were you, uh, were you a fan? Are you a fan of the genre? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know... I, I, I've, I've seen the, the originals from way back, so I mean, 
you, you get a certain respect for the for the franchise. Right. Um, so, you know, once you did find, when did you like actually find out it was the Child's Play movie after you got uh, the, the role? I don't know, to be honest. I don't think, well, they never, they called it, they called it the Caslin Project pretty much right until we got to set. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, once you, and again, like you could kind of read on the audition script that we got, you could tell that it was a, I don't know, you could just tell it was a remake of Chucky. And I, mm-hmm. I, the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, holy crap, this is this is a Chucky remake. Yeah. Um, I didn't know to what extent, because I knew that there was some other, um, Chucky stuff that was possibly being made, like a TV series. So I, I, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into until the script came to me and I read the script and I was like, holy shit, this is, this is big. Right, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, were you, you know, once you did actually find out, were you, like, super nervous or did you feel kind of some sort of responsibility yeah, to, like you know, carry on to this fran- carry on this franchise in the right way? I, I did, but, I mean, at the same time, I... As, as small as my character was, I mean, I, you can't put that much on your oh, shoulders. Right. Yeah. And I had heard different stories about the original makers not giving their nod of approval and this and that. And no one really knew which, well, I can't say no one. I, I had no idea what direction this was going to go. Um, I was really happy to see that it was, it was well-received and positively received. Um, but, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a friend, a really good friend, and I was working on an independent movie with him. And... He was so negative about it. Like when we we're filming, he's like, "Oh, it's gonna suck, and you're, you're gonna fuck up the whole franchise." And then he goes and sees it. And he's just he immediately messaged me. He's like, "Holy shit, man! Holy shit!" He was really pumped about it. So it was good to see people that are purists like him uh, be able to, to to do something positive to make them have come away with a positive feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, that's a this, that's a great segue into my next question because I was gonna ask you what um, you thought of kind of the reaction the backlash fans were giving the movie before it had even come out. Um, just, you know, they were putting images up there, uh, out there of Buddy, and you got that trailer, and you had all of these fans coming out and really, you know, shunning the movie before they even gave it a chance, which we talked about it on the podcast, and I, I thought it was bullshit that people were doing that to, you know, really shun a movie before they even uh, give it a chance. So uh, what did you think of that? I... It, you can't really let it bother you too much. I guess, like, the strongest taste I got for it was firsthand from, from this guy I was working on this film with. When, he, like, I mean, one of the first things he said to me was, holy shit, that movie's going to suck. And I was just wow. kind of, I was kind of floored. I was like, I didn't, I, I, I don't really have a lot of, I guess, connections with people that are, are big fans of it. So I, he was the first one that was, like, really sharp about it. And then I kind of saw the posts, and I was like, I, you know, everyone's got their their they're right to say whatever. I mean, there's purists of all kinds and, and people want to hold on to that one thing that they think is the, the standard. And I don't know, I, I understood where the skepticism came from, but I was also equally as excited to be able to prove people wrong. So that, that really, I mean, not prove them wrong, but maybe set their soul at ease a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Steve, I'm like taking everything. If Sam or Steve, if you guys have any questions. Uh, I was actually wondering, uh, so now that you've done this movie, uh, is horror something you'd like to continue with, or do you like to kind of mix different genres in your work? <clears throat> Excuse me. No, that's um, that was something I always wanted to do. I love creepy stuff so much, and I've got such that uh, Jack Black vibe that it's very hard for me to kind of get away from the comedy. 
I get sent for comedic auditions like crazy. Um, my, 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 my agent, like I can tell him a, a horrific story about something that happened to me. And he just laughs because he thinks everything I do is the funniest thing in the world. So it's very good to be able to get something like this under my belt and actually have a bit of a creepy side. Um, it should open some doors. And I mean, that is a direction I would like to go. I like, I like that stuff a lot. Awesome. Um, so, you know, walking on to the, the set for the first time um, and seeing that buddy doll, I believe it was all practical, right, for the most part? Yes. Yeah, lots of animatronics and puppeteers. There's several different dolls to work with. Right. Uh, so why, can you talk about that experience a little bit, working with the, the buddy doll and the, and the puppeteers? Um, it was cool. It was very cool to see how they did do, to do different things. I mean, if the doll was talking, they'd use a specific talking doll. And if the doll was doing this and that, and, um, well, there's one scene where I'm kind of standing at the, uh, the little hospital table that I've got buddy on where I'm doing the surgery to him. And I'm standing there and like the puppeteers are underneath the table. And the, the, the texture of his skin was actually quite soft, almost realistic, um, on some of the dolls. And Lars is giving me instruction on this and that, and we're doing some blocking instructions, and I'm, I'm really trying to pay attention to what the director says, and one of the puppeteers just reached up and grabbed my finger with the doll's hand, and I just about shit my pants. I screamed so loudly, um, but it was, I mean, you're, you're set up at that, sorry, something just went off my computer. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay, sorry about that. Um... But yeah, you got the doll everywhere, right? So I mean, even though you know it's not real and you know it's a puppeteer, the moment that thing moves and it's not supposed to, you get a little jumpy. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, and uh, what did you think of the look of the doll? Because that was like another big mm-hmm. contention between the fans. Um, you know, a lot of fans. You know, I'll I'll even admit when I first saw it uh, in the trailers and stuff, I was a little taken aback. I was like, oh, I don't know. But once it actually, once I actually saw it on screen, I thought it worked really well. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it did have a different look, but um, I think people were kind of a little more scared they're going to go too digital, too, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I think, honestly, the trailers did it a bit of a disservice because, it, it, you know, the one that, the stuff they showed in the trailers were kind of more of the, the CG stuff they put into the doll. But, I mean, yeah. when you watch it, I mean, it's way more you see the practical effects and whatnot, which, I mean, I think all of us here on the podcast are huge advocates for practical effects over CG, CG, so I was really happy to see mainly practical in this movie. Good, good. Yeah, no, that was, and that that helped with the acting, too. Um, the moment you're acting with a puppet as opposed to a person, it's mm-hmm. a lot more difficult. Like, I mean, you usually if you're working with another person on a scene, you're feeding off their emotions, you're trying to make them feel something, you're trying to piss them off or make them feel sexy or, or something like that, but when it's just a doll, you've got nothing to work with, and um, it's good that you had a doll that could make facial reactions as opposed to uh, if you watch Game of Thrones behind the scenes where they've got literally like a green dragon's head on a stick <laughs> and Daenerys has to have some sort of emotional reaction to what looks like some stupid little green puff on the end of a broomstick. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing something like that. So having an actual doll that could stab and could smile and could raise its eyebrows was phenomenal to work with. Cool. Did you take any cool selfies with Chucky? <laughs> I did. I did. I don't know where they I've got all sorts of crazy pictures of it. I don't know. How fun. Oh, I'll tell you, the fans would, would love... You should, yeah, you you should throw all that them. on your Instagram and whatnot. <laughs> I'll see if I can find something. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so how, how was um, it to work with uh, the director there, Lars Klevberg? Was he... Um, you know, did he stick 
was he a stickler for sticking to the script or did he let you improv? There, for a lot of the stuff in that room, there was just a lot of improv and like, maybe not improv, but direction on the spot. Um, mm-hmm. Just with how I get taken down by the doll and how I kind of make my way over to the saw. Like, I mean, the idea is, you know, Gabe goes up to Chucky, gives him this little surgery, whatnot, and then somehow makes his way over to a table saw. And I think Lars filled in a lot of that kind of on the spot. Um, very interesting guy to work with. He's very tough. Um, he demanded a lot. There are some points where I'm hanging on the pipe up top and like, I mean, I did have cable suspension, but there was a point where I was holding up with my hands and it hurt and he was yelling for more and I was turning around screaming at him at one point. Um, and some people might find that difficult, but I, I love that in a director because it really pushes your, your boundaries. I mean, I felt like I got killed at the end of it and that's exactly what a good scene should feel like, I, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, was it you the entire time, or did you ever use, like, stunt double? Because I know there was some, you know, physical stuff in there. No, that was all me. Um, awesome. They did have a stunt guy at one point, but he had too many tattoos. And I think that because <laughs> because I die in my underwear, it was just too much work to cover the guy all up. So they brought me in and did some training and, you know, just uh, some cable training and some floor stunts, this and that. And I've had a bit of a martial arts background, so taking break falls wasn't terribly difficult. But, uh that was a lot of fun for me, too, I was just getting to do a lot of the stunts myself. Very That's cool. Awesome. And so, like, uh, in your death scene, obviously, when you're, when you're getting stabbed and whatnot, whose hand is that stabbing you? Is that a, a puppeteer hand, or is that a, an actor's hand? Um, which part, where he, like, stabs me under between the legs? Yeah. That, I, I think there's just a, I, I, a guy's got the dolls. It's just a hand of the puppet with a knife, and there's a okay. person holding the puppet's hand, and you're just going up underneath. Like, I mean... There's full dolls, and there's half dolls, and there's quarter dolls for everything, right? So, I mean, there's there's parts where you can just use the, the, the puppet's hand. Right, right. Uh, where, where, was, uh, where did you guys film this? Was this up in uh, Canada? Yes, uh, in the Vancouver area. Okay, cool, cool. Is that, is that where you're from? That's where I am, yeah. Oh, awesome. So that was convenient for you. Nice. It is. It, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have complained if they flew me up to Hollywood, but at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> we shoot a lot of stuff up here, so... I think one of the build the building we had shot um, Gabe's little dungeon scene. I believe that building was used for Deadpool a few weeks prior. Oh wow! Oh, very cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, sorry, Steve. Uh, what, yeah, go for it. I do. So, at what point did you realize that you're actually kind of acting opposite Mark Hamill? I don't know how far into the project before his his voice became Chucky or no, Buddy it, in this. Yeah, they never told us that. That was something I only wow. found out. I found that out online, like, <laughs> wow. well into post. They must have been just a few months off releasing it, and all of a sudden I just saw that, and I was like, wow. Ooh, I, I freaked out. I was like, holy shit. Like, that's... Yeah, the movie just kept on growing for me from the moment I auditioned and booked it, and they said, oh, yeah, this is what it is. It's a movie. And then you show up on set, and you see the set, and you see the script, and then all of a sudden you hear Mark Hamill's involved, and it's like, oh, okay, this is... That's a big fucking deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. You can keep going, Steve, if you've got more questions for him. Yeah, I was just uh, wondering, so uh, you said you're a bit of a horror fan. What other horror movies are you into or maybe influenced your performance in this film? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I I was a huge fan of Saw. I don't know, it seems a little corny. 
Like your little no, corner. Your, 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 your death scene is kind of reminiscent it of is. a saw death. Right? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought, too. Well, that's exactly what I thought, too. So I don't know. I grew up, well, not grew up, but I've watched a lot of Saw, I guess, so to speak. Um, what else? Just, the classics. Anything classic. Um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um There's one, God, I can't even remember the name. I can't remember the name, but Saw. Saw's a good one. We'll stick with that one for now. Saw is a good one. That's definitely a good one, yeah. yeah definitely. Did you know that they're making another one? How, how many have they made now? Like, they've got to be, like, 13 deep, don't they? Well, it's new folks. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that, I want to say, <laughs> that. the original, I think there was eight or nine, but now they're bringing it back with uh, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. No. And I'm not, yeah. even, I'm not even fucking with you. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, see, the, the, now I just had the same reaction that the Chucky fans had when they heard. Right? Well, I'm a purist, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" But no, I, I gotta swallow my pride and be like, "You know, they're probably gonna do all right." Yeah, yeah. give well, them a chance. Yeah. Give them a chance. Well, they're bringing back the uh, director who did Saw two, three, and four, so we might have a chance. That's true. Hey, that's good. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yep, yep. It's uh, they've already st- it's already started filming, so it'll probably be out. I think sometime. Uh, actually, I think they pushed it up. I think they're it's gonna be releasing uh, next May. So. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, where uh, you know, did you did you go to the premiere and how how was it uh, at the premiere and whatnot? If you if you did go. Um. I didn't. The premiere was in was in L.A. and I was actually stuck in Vancouver. Oh. But uh, yeah, and I was I was I was working um, another gig that night, so I couldn't even go to the opening night. But I did go with um, some of the assistant directors, uh, Stephanie and Taylor. They're two of the ads on the show, and we went and met up at one of the bigger theaters in Vancouver and saw it. And that was that was something else. I've never I haven't seen like I've done some shows for Netflix. I've done different TV shows and commercials, but I've never done anything on the big screen before. So to actually see yourself and, and hear the people be around you react to the things you did, you know, like revolt people. Oh. You hear people be revolted by myself. I just it turned me so giddy. I was just like, yes, awesome. be disgusted by me. It felt so good. Yeah, and your character is like probably one of the most important characters in the whole movie because he's the whole reason uh, Chucky even comes back because you resurrect him i suppose you're right i suppose yeah. you're right yeah. yeah yeah that's incredible i'll take that okay. <laughs> absolutely yeah uh did you were you able to uh did you work with aubrey at all i did yeah how, how, um how was she just a couple scenes um i suppose in the film because chronologically we shot it in reverse um oh. i died first and then kind of my story progressed as we went through. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I'm not sure how they did with the rest of the characters, but for, for Gabe, they shot it in reverse. Um, so I guess my last days was the first scene you see me in the film where I'm changing a camera, I think, in an apartment, and Aubrey's character walks by. And I don't even think that was supposed to be in the film. That was Aubrey's idea to give our two characters some sort of history together. So I got to work with her a little bit just on a few of the days. But, you yeah, know, she's, she's fantastic. Um, and I know the three, the, or the main kids, the main characters that play the kids, they loved her. Like, on their last day, they all brought her gifts and stuff oh, like that. And I mean, sweet. I, yeah, yeah. And I, so I didn't work with all of them that much. And I, I did work with the kids and with her for one or two different days. And the kids were awesome. They were hilarious as well. But you could really see the connection that those two had, the kids and, and Aubrey, because they all brought each other gifts. And they were all 
cutie with each other, and I thought that was really adorable. Awesome, awesome. Did you yeah. get a chance to work with the cat? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. Aww. I love cats. I don't get to work with cats. <laughs> we did, um, We did. however, film... Which scene was it? There's a couple scenes, at least for my character, that were filmed... You know when I find Chucky when he's dropped into the garbage chute? Um, those scenes were all filmed at, uh, what's it called? It's, it's like an old insane asylum in, in, in Burnaby, in, in, in Vancouver area here. And I, I, it's like it's a, it was a hospital for mentally unstable people back in the 50s and 60s. And it's, it's literally one of the most haunted places in Vancouver, because a lot of the buildings are completely abandoned. They shoot tons of stuff there, and if you ever talk to people on set, they're always like, oh, it's so creepy. Like, people are very uneasy about the building. One building's more haunted than the other, and, like, you hear stories about it. And, like, some of the buildings are chained up and stuff. And we shot at that location on Halloween night. Oh, wow. Oh, man, what next? (laughs) Yeah, I know, so I was like, I'm shooting a horror movie at the most haunted area on Halloween. That was a... Like my the hair on the back of my neck was up the entire time. Wow was was there any spooky occurrences there, or did the the crew any of the crew experience anything? I'm sure they did. Um, <clears throat> my time there was very limited, so I mean, yeah. when I'm there, people meet me when I show up, and they I've like a, a train of people ushering me yeah. back and forth the entire time. <clears throat> like there's makeup ladies, there's wardrobe people, there's you know assistant directors, and they're always beside you, and your head spinning and. I didn't really have time to try and take it all in. I, I kind of walked the grounds a little bit afterwards, and uh, it, it hall. It's a spooky place. <laughs> I bet. Wow. Very cool. Um, all right. Anyone else got anything else for Trent before we uh, let him go? Um, you were talking about the stuff that you've done for Netflix. I would like to hear more about that. Oh. Um, well, I'm on uh, an episode of Lucifer. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna start well, watching that show soon. You guys, it's on my list. Are you guys? In the, you guys are in the states, aren't you? You're in America. Yeah. Two of us are. The other one is yeah, uh, Canadian. Canada. Uh, I'm oh, Canadian. Yeah. Where in Canada is uh, Steve? I, I, I'm from Montreal, but I currently live in Ottawa. Oh, cool, cool. So your Netflix is different than ours. I don't know if you guys get the same shows we do. Oh. It is a little different, yeah. But we have Lucifer, and then I was on a couple episodes of series of unfortunate events. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. How was, your, yeah. how was your experience on that? That was the best week of my life, or the best oh, month of my life. That's amazing. Well, that was one of the first things I ever booked. So, I mean, I was like this wow. struggling new actor just out of school. I think I booked a commercial or two, but nothing substantial. And then I booked a big role on that. Not a big role, a fairly big role. And uh, I got to spend the whole day on, or the whole month on set with my own trailer and my own chair with my name across. And it was oh, a really big gosh. budget thing, so you're wow. treated like royalty the whole time. That was cool. Very awesome. Um, all right, Trent, I think uh, we're ready to wrap it up here. But uh, before we let you go, um, is there anything you'd like uh, to promote? Anything you got uh, coming up? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know how anyone will see it. Um, while we were shooting Child's Play, I was shooting uh, an indie film called With Friends Like These. And uh, that should be coming out in a little bit. But as to how they're ever going to find out, I, I do not know. Maybe... On my social media, follow me on Twitter or something. I might post it on there. Yeah. What, what's uh, why don't you give uh, your social your uh, social media handles and stuff so people can find you? Oh boy, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Twitter. 
I think it's just at Red Trent Red. Okay. At Red Trent Red. And um, Instagram. I'm so new. Well, I'm not new. <laughs> okay. I just say I'm new. I've had it for so many years. I'm just so stupid. Um, Trent Red 57 Trent Red for 57. Instagram. All yeah. right. Or just Google Trent. Trent's yeah. name. Yeah. Trent Reddy Cop. R-E-D-E-K-O-P. You can find him on there. Uh, but, yeah, that is it. Um, Trent, we thank you so much you. Um, for coming on and joining us. Um, I will say all of us on the show were big fans of the Child's Play remake and of your character. Um, okay. So, yeah, so uh, we're excited to see what you do in the future. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. We all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. (laughs) With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. <laughs>